The Beast Dependency Podcast is brought to you by Total Radness. Shop your goofy food controller TWO merch and CTWC approved hardware on TotalRadNES.com. Welcome to the Peace Dependency Podcast. I'm your host, Frank, also known as Sir Mazer. As you heard, we have a brand new team song. This song is made by fellow community member and a good friend of both me and the show, It's Pompey Heart. Also, this is the season premiere of PDP. Welcome all to season two. Some minor things have changed, but the concept stays the same. And boy, we have Two beautiful persons to kick off episode one of this brand new season. They are sitting literally on a couch today. All the way live from the bone zone, it's Mr. Total Redness himself, Steve DeLuca, and the president of the Buco fan club. He's also the runner-up of CTWC 2015. It's great. Or Hauser, or Sizzix, or nah. Today is just Sean Ritchie. This is supposed to be a classic Tetris podcast, and sure, we did talk a lot of classic Tetris. But don't be surprised if these two gentlemen take the show in a whole different direction. We talked about the TWO, the hungover strats, and a lot more. This is our conversation. Steve and Quaid, welcome to the Peace Dependency Podcast, and thank you both for doing this. Yeah, thank you. Hell yeah. Thanks for having us. We're stoked. First question is always the same question for everyone who's new on the podcast, and that is how did you get into NES Tetris? Well, uh, you know, let me uh, let me just derail this podcast right away, <laughs> and let me ask you a question first. How did you first get into podcasting? Why did you decide Ooh. to do a Tetris podcast, man? Because I freaking love you. That's a great and question. And I want to know. I want to know all about the man that stepped up. <laughs> and then we'll go into us. This is this okay. is the first this is the first episode of the second season. It's going off. It's it's that's right. That's right. Go ahead. Yeah, let us know. I always wanted to make a podcast about something, and I used to make a podcast about NASCAR, and it was in Dutch. Awesome. But it, is NASCAR big out there? It's not big, but uh, they sent all cup races, all 36 cup races live on, on, on air. Wow. But it's, okay. behind, it's, it's behind a paywall, but uh, it, it's the same company that also broadcasts Formula One. So you get a package deal, IndyCar, NASCAR, Formula One, all uh, oh, for I, I didn't even know that because Na NASCAR is so American. That I just didn't think that anybody outside of right. America would even know what it is. Right. It is, but it's like 
we see basketball here, we see baseball here, we see American football here, we see ice hockey uh, here. So pretty much all major leagues in the big four and the big uh, motorsport leagues are oh. broadcasted here. Nice, cool. So you already had it in your blood. Yeah, but I did that for two months. It was a weekly podcast, but I did it by, I did it by myself. And then COVID hit, NASCAR stopped uh, racing and they went to iRacing, but I didn't care about that. So then Game Scout started to uploading a video about how could you get into NES Tetris. So then I decided, okay, I'm going to buy a uh, NES console, I'm going to buy the Tetris cartridge, and, and I'm going to join the community. But then I still had the dream, like, I want to make another podcast. So then I was at work, I was on my lunch break, and then it hit me, I'm going to make a podcast about Tetris and I want to interview people from the community. And, I'm no, and I know that nobody knows me because I just joined the community, but I'm going to make it work. So then I said to Chris Forrest, would you like to come on the show? He said yes, and since July 2020, there is a monthly podcast. Nice. So that is how I got into podcasting. Dude, sick. That's amazing. That, yeah. I like any uh, podcast that starts with, well, it started as a NASCAR podcast. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, totally. <laughs> yeah. But it was. Yeah. Yeah. So, the, I mean, g going back to the question that you, you asked us, how do we get into NES Tetris? You, I knew it would be it's similar. My story would be similar to yours, um, it, and, but kind of backwards. It started and, with a NASCAR race? No. It but, started with Tetris, and it's going to end with NASCAR. No. That's how but, I, mean, I mean, in the sense where, like, you know, you and I, I, I feel like, are, you know, a big part of this community at this point. But yeah. But you and I, I mean, I don't, I, we're not dropping these insane scores to make a difference in, in that world. You know, we're like, representing the lower tiers. Exactly. You know, I, I so I came up, you know, I, I'm 41 years old. So I grew up with, with the Nintendo. You know, I got Nintendo yeah. for Christmas and like it was like 87 or some crazy thing with, with Rob and everybody. So it was part of my childhood. Yeah. And then, um, you know, like it's just always been a part of me that I got a girlfriend, you know, and like compute, you know, I got into computer games, yada, yada, yada. And, um, my best friend who I was in a band with, uh, this band called Work Sucks, um, we've been <laughs> friends forever, you know, actually, since middle school. And this is like, you know, we're in our 20s now. And, you know, he, he's telling me about, um, you know, these competitions that his little brother's, you know, been crushing it. And, and, and he knows I'm a dork and into... Um, you know, electronics and such. I had gone on tour with a bunch of bands as like the tech, like fixing their instruments and stuff. So video yeah. games and old video games kind of like fall right in line with all that stuff. And, uh, you know, he'd been trying to get me to go to Portland forever. And, you know, I, I knew Quaid, you know, baby Sean Ritchie since he was four. So, and, you know, I hadn't really caught up with him since he was like a little kid. So I just kind of had like this, like idea of like this little version of him all grown up, like crushing Tetris, <laughs> yes. you know, like, and I'd see pictures of him on MySpace and like, okay, he's like got long hair. He's like a rocker kid. Now. <laughs> cool. Okay. Um, yeah. But, but long story short, um, you know, they finally talked me into going in 2015 
and uh you know we were just having the bomb a bomb time and it was the same year um you know they were doing that little mini documentary on quaid so they were like it's it's gonna be a party right away yeah. we got to do this so we went up yeah. there i went up there with them and uh i you know i just had the greatest time partying and and watching this amazing tetris tournament and as i was watching quaid in the finals you know kind of you know really on the portland mindset uh you know you know, so you were stoned yeah okay yeah, yeah. and so of course I, I i just had this like this epiphany and i and i was just like dude if i moved the the d-pad to the right side like maybe my thumb would be like on fire because i you know i'm texting you know all this stuff right like, ended, yeah. yeah i was just like i think i could be the best tetris player in the world <laughs> You know, so like yeah. I just kind of found this stupid niche and then went home and made this controller and showed the dudes and they were like, that's amazing. Yeah. You know, and then somehow it, I don't even know the progression. All of a sudden it just became something and I'm yeah. doing this Kickstarter and feeling this weird niche and then just jumping in head first. And, you know, I, I barely make 400,000, but, uh, you know, I I I I you feel like it at least. yeah, you, I feel like this like the, the whole classic Tetris community, like I you know, I'm embraced, you know, yeah, full full I mean, status. Yeah, people love especially it. especially when rolling started and when cheese got to break all the world records using using the goofy foods. Yeah, I don't even know about that's insane to me. I'm still processing all that, so we'll have to get back to that and get to Quaid. No, that, no. Yeah. that's that's but, that's like a whole nother the whole. But, but did you did you did you saw Quaid before 2015? I'm trying to think because like uh, his older brother Ryan, I think at that point was moved out of his house, so I might have seen you know Baby Sean Richie playing when he was like ten. Yeah, because I would go over there to like pick up Ryan for band practice. And I have to wait for Ryan or whoever their game to finish because they were always playing yeah, Tetris. And I'm just like, dude, yeah. like, and and they were always playing. You guys were always playing um, Game Boy game Tetris Boy. too. We played on the Super Game Boy. Yeah. Game. So they were all like, you know, so those games last forever. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, dad, it I is. pick up like his bass and like play a couple <laughs> songs. Yeah. So I, you know, You're I'm sure I, I'm sure I saw you know Baby Quaid play you know every yeah. once in a while. Yeah. But it wasn't until, like, yeah, 2015, where I was just like, yeah, that's my boy. Yeah. Of course he's crushing yeah, it. Yeah, Lamita's finest. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And Quaid, how did you start? Uh, well, like Steve said, I've I've been basically playing Tetris since the day I was born. Uh, it's, it's really the only game that I kept playing after my childhood. Like, I, uh, yeah. I don't know. I, I was one of those kids that, like, I was born in 1990, so I was a little bit behind on Nintendo, but I had two older brothers. So, like, we had a Nintendo and, like, a Super Nintendo and all that. Um, so I, I would play all these games with them, and Tetris was the one that all three of us, me and my two older brothers, were, like, kind of on the same level. So I was yeah. always being... They were like, let's play Tecmo Bowl. And I'm like, well, you've been playing this game for 15 years and you know every play and how to, and i i'm like seven i don't know i'm gonna lose by 100 points but tetris was kind of like the evening out uh game but um yeah so i've been playing it forever like like steve said i was uh really into the game boy version as a kid 
Um, I didn't start playing the Nintendo version until uh, like 2010, whenever the first year. That was the first year, right? Yeah, yeah. 2010 was first year, yes. Yeah, so um, I we we had that version. You know, uh, we just never played it. We always preferred to play the Game Boy one. But uh, why? I it was just the one that I always played. I, I don't know. It was just uh, it, it came with a you know. I think it came with Game Boy, right? Tetris. Yeah, and we and we didn't really have like too many Game Boy games. But for some reason, like Rye was always walking around with a Game Boy. Right, right. And he had like the that flip one. I had that. Oh, you had. I had that. the flip oh. one. Rye had like the old, you know, the big brick oh, Game okay. Boy. And then Kev had a Game Boy Color, and then I had the flip one, Damn. and we would all we all like had copies of the Tetris and would play and stuff. Um, but yeah, no. Uh, so I didn't start playing the NES version until right before the first tournament. Whenever I yeah. I, I saw the uh, the posting for the first ever Tetris Championship, and they said, "Oh, it's the Nintendo version." I was like, "Oh, I got to start playing it." So I really picked it up like. A week before the first tournament, and then that's how I got. Oh, man, and all the practice from from the Game Boy just went to the, into the Nintendo version, and you just became cracked right away. Yeah, <laughs> oh, yeah. It? I uh, it, it took me a while because I remember uh, trying to figure out how to play the NES version, and it's completely different than the Game Boy one. Like, yeah, Game, flip Game Boy. Yeah, and the left rails preferred to the Game Boy. Yeah. That's uh, maybe that's why I like right. to put my wells everywhere because I grew up playing nothing but the Game Boy version. Um, so yeah, I would say that no joke, I was probably the greatest tapper of all time before I started playing any of Tetris. Yeah, that's that's how I I got into the scene, and then I the the first year in 2010, uh, I just spotted Matt Buko. Randomly, I don't even know if we if I need to get into this story because that, that's completely different. I'll just yeah, say go. I'll end. Go. Uh, so in 2010, yeah, I still have the the placard, the the autograph oh, placard dang. from his uh, computer from 2010. 2010. Yeah, I still have it. Dude, that's priceless. It is. But why Buko? Of all people, oh, well, he's so, the people's champ. Well, well okay. So here's why. <laughs> But not that so, the first time that you met him, he wasn't the people's champ. He became the people's champ. We, well, I would like to take credit of saying I've made Matt Buko the people's champ. No, uh, but no, yeah, <laughs> it was 2010, and and me and my my brother Ryan went to the the tournament, and we didn't qualify. Um, so it was in like a movie theater. It it was in this small independent movie theater, and uh, and me and Ryan were like, all right, let's just stick around and and watch the tournament. So I look at my brother before they call everyone up on stage, and I go, "We gotta find a guy. <laughs> like we gotta find a guy, right?" And so they're like, "Oh, here's you know uh, Harry and and Dana, and, and you know people in the crowd are going nuts for their their people that they know." And then yeah. they just said Matt Buco, and I, me and my brother just immediately Uber. caught eyes, <laughs> and we were like, "This is the guy." Uh, so we just started yelling Buko at the top of our lungs. Um, and then it just, it stuck. That was it. It it was it. Yeah. And what's funny about it was after the tournament was over, me and my brother went to talk to Buko, right? We, I, we had no idea who this guy was. 
And uh, <laughs> we went up and we're like, dude, you killed it. And, you know, you're, you're great. You're our favorite. And he's like, I don't even know who you guys are. What are you guys doing? Why did you pick me? <laughs> and I was like, dude, your name. And like, yeah, it's great. And he's like, hey, uh, you, you know where I can get some weed? And I was like, we picked the right guy. Like, like he's my people's chair. Yeah, like I knew right then and there. I said, he wears a golf glove. And his second question to us was, where can I get some weed? Um, was he wearing the golf club, the glove like day one? I think he was. Over? Yeah, I think he was. He was. Well, uh, that's, he, that's great. Yeah. Yeah. So yes, that's how I got into the scene. It's 2010. Uh, CTWC mm. just went for their first tournament, and out of nowhere, you saw you saw that they were holding it somewhere in LA, I think. Yeah. Why did you decide to? I think 2012, uh, 2011 was in Portland. Why did you decide? Oh, I saw this in 2010. Let's go to 2011. Let's go to Portland. Let's try to qualify again. I th I think it was 2012. The the first 12, two yeah, years were in LA. Yeah. No, yeah. no, it's okay. Uh, 20. So when did you get hooked? Is the I got hooked from the first day. I mean, I the first tournament in, in 2010, whenever I saw Buko, and if you go and watch the footage from that first year, like, you can find oh, it on right. YouTube. Like, yeah, yeah, it's yeah. a party, dude. Like, it, like, that environment was so fun, and I would, I don't want to take credit for making it fun, because everybody was into it. Right, right, but right. But just me and Rye, just screaming right. and, and heckling people and it the whole crowd got into heckling certain people so everyone was getting the business and everyone's getting it was a party yeah you knew you were in a bunch of dry wood you just somebody needed to <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly yeah i was the, yeah the spark but yeah. uh, chris hickens once told me that uh you and uh, your brother uh always uh brought uh brought something to uh to the table whenever uh, ctwc came around yeah, yeah, since day one. Um, so yeah, since uh, since that first tournament, I saw that, I mean, I love Tetris. It's my favorite game, of course. And uh, the environment was so much fun that I said, like, we gotta we gotta do that. Like, if they do this again, we have to go. Um, was it different? Was it different 20, 2012 to 2015, 2016, 2018? The difference in, in the tournament itself? Yeah, or the vibe. I would say when it got to Portland in 2012, it was a little more quiet, a little more reserved. Um, not me. Like it reset. Yeah, because like the the second year, which was in LA, was in a huge uh, auditorium. Right. And in like it wasn't a big thing. You know, it didn't draw a lot of people. So trying to yell and make it exciting when there's like, you know, a thousand empty seats with 500 people, you right. know, it was just hard to yeah, get that energy. And so when it got to Portland, they finally gave us like an, a, a, uh, a space that was, you know, for like right. 200 people. Right. Right. Um, and I, I, and I think people got scared to yell because they were like you're five feet away from the guy you're got yelling it, at. Got it, got it, got it. It was more of and like you were a, like in the dark anymore. Exactly. Yeah. Because everybody was like on a stage all lit exactly, up. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Now it was like you're <laughs> playing in the crowd. Like there you know, there is no yeah. separation. And but I said, well, this is better for me. I <laughs> I can walk straight up to anybody and talk to them while they're playing. This is insane. And your um, voice dude. get echoed. Yes. Probably. Yeah, oh god. Oh, it's great. Me, 
I, I w- hope that there's footage out there of like 2012 and 2013 and just you could just hear me screaming because like it was because we would you know we used to just be put in the corner of the uh convention center you know like the whole there was a whole convention going on with tetris was yeah. just like this tiny little thing in the corner that was you know doing its own thing um, but I used to yell so loud that I wanted the whole convention to hear me. Yeah. So I was like screaming at, you know, get in Buko here. Oh, yeah. I hope that there's, you know, audio of that, but, um, but yeah, Probably. so I was the one guy who kept the, or me and my brother, I should say, uh, yeah, you better say that he's going to get PZ, he'll never, you better, uh, you better tell him who your brother is just so they know. Oh, well, my brother, Ryan. Is. Yeah. If you don't know uh, people out there, uh, my brother Ryan, we like to call him Perfect Zero. Uh, Why? Because I don't know. Have you heard of Perfect Zero? No. No. Okay. So uh, he was competing one year. I don't remember. I think it's 2016. 16. Well, one year he he used to compete in these tournaments, uh, and he was playing against Bo. Bo, yeah, playing against Bo, and the first game he literally got zero. Joined the club of zero, yeah, yeah, and he was the first in uh CTW, ser- yeah, CTW history yeah. to to score a zero during tournament bracket play, yeah, during a head to head. And match. if you go through every year, it stands out, it's like boom, zero, 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 zero. Yeah. But giving being a Richie brother, I think it's a record he wants to have on his name. No, he does not. Oh, he, he hates it, yeah, he hates it, really, <laughs> yeah. My, my, Have you ever seen him in here? He will not come in the bone zone. He's too afraid. No. <laughs> um, he he has a, a very very strange older brother syndrome that he uh, he's very competitive with me and my other brother Kevin. But because he's the oldest, he thinks he should be the best at everything. Yeah. Which in fact is funny because he's literally the worst at everything. <laughs> so, I'm the like, oldest too, and I I can totally relate to that. Yeah. So you get it. You always want to be better than your brothers. You're yeah, like, of oh, course. I'm, I'm the oldest. It's yeah. it's humiliated when you get defeated <laughs> by your younger brothers. Exactly. Yeah. And what's the age difference between you and him? Like 12 years? 11 years. Oh, 11 years. Yeah. yeah. My youngest brother is seven, six and a half years younger than I am. Oh, okay. So there's a gap between. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That. Yeah. Like, and I always used to joke uh, in the early years of this tournament, because me and me and Rai would both uh, qualify. And I'd always beat him. I or I'd always finish higher. <laughs> and uh, and I'm like, dude, you had like an 11 year head start on right. me. How and you've never stopped playing. How are you this bad? And then that just became a thing where I just kept driving home the point that <laughs> yeah. I'm infinitely better than him. Yeah. The one never. thing that he thought he had. Been. Totally. Uh, I mean, he has to have. I would say almost now, even he might have more hours put into the game than you have. Oh, I would assume. Yeah. 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 Did he max out? Uh, no. I he I think I've seen him get in like the high sevens, but he's uh, he he's he scores probably in like the three hundreds, four hundreds. He's not really that great. Steve, I uh, think that it's something that we are going to achieve: putting hundreds of hours into this game and not getting any higher than seven hundred. Yeah. <laughs> no, because I've seen Steve. Look, I've always said that me sitting here with Steve by osmosis. His score has gone up. Yeah, for just sure. Watching, for sure. Just watching it being but played. That's true, yeah. It, it has to be. I don't play that often, unfortunately. Yeah. When I'm playing, it's like when I'm streaming. Yeah. Because like the room is all like tore apart. 
So to like, you know, do karaoke and stuff. And then I'm just like, uh, I'm not going to stream. I'm not going to play. Yeah. And it's unless I'm actually like testing out controllers. Like that's what I'm actually like playing yeah. with a, a real controller. Yeah. But other than that, I don't even have a goofy foot controller. That's not mounted in <laughs> yeah. a guitar thing. <laughs> How did you came up with the shredder? Well, the, uh, the shred one time we were was streaming. I mean, we always have like these like great idea sessions yeah. when you know when we're streaming you know we do a twitch stream a couple times a week and you know he'll usually just play tetris and i'll, I'll be like djing or whatever and rolling the jays and yeah you know coming up with the rad ideas and you know and we have a lot of you know rad people in the chat and somehow like it it, it like sparked in my brain like if i if i was this is like another one of those goofy foot moments it was like well, if I like had the controller like cheese, you know, like on his chest. I know. I think I already had the no. I already had the goofy foot before cheese yeah. did the chest thing. Yeah. I was just like, if I could like tap, like, I'm, I, you know, I like heavy metal and all that stuff, and and Van Halen is a big part of my oh, life. Oh yeah. And so Eddie Van Halen, one of his playing styles is he taps the fretboard with his right hand and his left hand, like you know, like yeah. that's kind of his style. Yeah. So I was thinking, like, dang, like, maybe if I like had it like Eddie Van Halen, I could now tap faster. You know, yeah. Like my goofy foot idea didn't work out. Maybe yeah. this idea will work out. <laughs> and like, and you know, and then like, and at the same time, like, I was motivated one weekend to like build a guitar, and I had, I had some wood, so I put it together, and it looked cool, yeah. and. And then that's when CTWC happened, and and Vince uh, was like, "Do your guitar thing, and you'll play Chris Tang." And he's got like a toy. I was like, "Okay, let's do this." And yeah, and then it just kind of became like the controller I used. Not anymore using a uh, a normal Goofy Foot. Right. So it is. So it is a Goofy Foot. It's just mounted in the front of this guitar shape piece of wood. But does that make tapping better? Because you have a guitar like piece so you can tap on i really like playing with it because it it's like kind of how barrett plays where he has his controller on a table so he's not holding it at all yeah and uh you know so he's free to kind of like you know just vibe like a drummer yeah. or yeah. like a keyboard like yeah. yeah and so it's the same with the the with the shredder it's holding the controller for me like all i'm doing is kind of like holding the neck up so it doesn't like fall down and and you know and i'm just barely you know just touching it yeah, da, just, da, yeah. da, 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 da. just like a normal guitar right so like you know i i do i'm i you know i do still play a lot uh you know a lot of dos but you know i do tap with it every once in a while you know i i you know i'm still in the 400 so it's like there's no way i'm gonna call myself any other kind of player i play on the shredder yeah exactly so it doesn't matter how good you know what style I play because I'm I'm You're scoring the same scores. Yeah. Anyways, like yeah, I I do feel like uh you know you can do some fun stuff because it's holding the controller for you. Sean, have you ever played on a uh, on the shredder? I've uh, I've attempted it. Uh, I don't know a handful of times, and it is really hard. <laughs> like really hard. Just uh, said the same thing. It's such a weird way to play. Like you know, I've been playing one way for 30 years so like yeah to to first of all 
the thing is heavy. Like, I don't think people realize how heavy it is. It's a giant piece of wood. I mean, like, uh, so it's this, it's like you're mounting like some like you know medieval armor when you put it on, and then you gotta like play up here. You know, you gotta play like yeah. at your shoulder. Um, so yeah, it's really hard. I think I might have gotten like two Tetrises once, and I was like, that's enough. Like, I'm good. I, I'm there's no way I could retrain my brain on how to do this. I just got my PB with it and singing karaoke at the same time. Nice. Yeah. And watching you. You were a part of the whole I was the in game, it. yeah. Oh, nice. It was great. Good. Your cereal commercial. Oh, yeah. Oh, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Me teaching people how to eat cereal. How often do you get reminded of that video? You know, now? A lot. <laughs> yeah. um, I've but... been playing it a lot during the now karaoke oh, sessions. Okay. Yeah. Well, which is so great. It's just great. It's so weird. Because I remember... <laughs> The first time that anyone brought it up was when we were streaming. And someone in the chat was like, Hey, you eat any cereal today? And I was like, What? What? I was like, yeah. What question is that? And then I think someone just, the same person must have just like posted the link. And I was like, I don't even remember. Like, I, that wasn't anything that I had remembered filming. Classic. And now, and no, what's great is literally no one's seen that thing except for people in the Tetris community. It's classic. True. Yeah. Did you get an A? It was for a class or something, right? It was for a job interview. It was for the crazy, like the crazy, crazy job interview. Job. Yeah, yeah. yeah the, I had to film a video for a job interview. Did you um, get the job? They offered me the job, but it longs. I'm not even going to get into that. It turned out to be a giant, uh, like, like a pyramid, like a pyramid scheme, Ponzi scheme. <laughs> scheme. Oh yeah, uh, yeah. But um, but yeah, that one of their uh, steps in their application process was film a, a video explaining how to do something step by step and i was i had no idea how to explain anything and i went oh well cereal you just like pour the uh the cereal in a bowl and then you put milk and then yeah. I'm, I'm not even joking this is before i filmed it i went okay i'm gonna like just be a, an idiot just go oh, you put a spoon in and you eat it yeah uh but then i looked at my fridge and i legitimately did not have milk You're like shit uh and i went well i don't want to go to the store to buy milk I got a bottle of yeah. water. So then that I just filmed it. Cereal with water. Yeah. It sounds disgusting. It, it, uh, it was not good. It <laughs> wasn't. Here's the thing. It, it wasn't bad. Have you ever had drinking cereal? water. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it, it's, it's not delicious. Oh, man. But it's edible. When I was a kid, my mom would always try to pass off. Like, I don't know, she always had, like, a box of, like, powdered milk. In, no, like, no. So it was, like, when she ran out, she tried to, like, throw that into the cereal. And and that's all I could imagine that cereal tasting like. It's not really. It's just, like, this is bogus, this is water, and, like, yeah. milk flavor with cereals. Wow. It sounds like yeah. a broke student uh, food. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, wet cereal. <laughs> Somebody, it's like, I'd rather eat, like, just the dry cereal. It's like if you opened a box of cereal and then walked outside during a thunderstorm. And just the yeah. box got damp. And you're like, all right, I'll still eat it. Have you seen those hot dog eating contests where they yeah, just oh, dip the hot dog in water? And then, yeah. Like, that's kind of just like, what? Yeah. I saw that someone won, won the, the biggest event 13 times. And I'm like, what? what? Yeah. That's how. Joey Chestnut is yeah, the guy, right? I think the so, big, right. The big guy. He wins every year in, uh, in uh, the Nathan it, then, then, like, the Asian dude showed up, right, and beat him? Kobayashi, bro. Yeah, right. Bro, I know about yeah, him. Hey, if you want to... I saw, like, a documentary of that guy, like, training. He's an animal, bro. 
Okay, I'll tell. I am gonna make this the most American thing you'll ever have on your podcast. We're starting it off with NASCAR. NASCAR. We're gonna in the middle. We're gonna throw in some hot dog eating contests. Here we go. The fact that I know the history of the hot dog eating contest proves how American I am. Uh, U.S.A. But here's the thing. So Frank, you had uh, MySpace. Back in the day, you know MySpace. No, jeez, right? I'm 24, oh. so I'm, oh, I'm like, okay. I'm like early Facebook guy. And we had a okay. own social network here in the Netherlands, uh, but and then everyone stepped into Facebook. But I, I, I heard of MySpace, but never used it. I was like six or so. Okay, yeah, MySpace was huge. Uh, you know, before that, uh, before Facebook and all that. But I got hooked onto this hot dog <laughs> yeah. realm. This rabbit hole of hot dog eating contests. And they used to promote all that stuff on MySpace. Yeah. And I'd be like, who is this little Japanese guy? He's he is killing you. Yeah. <laughs> like, this is the most American thing. Like, shove your face full of food. And I'm like, how are we not number one? Yeah. And so, yeah. and I just, I kept following it. And my very first MySpace profile picture was of Kobayashi eating a hot dog. Oh, okay. Yeah. Sick. Yeah. So it, it, just shoving like six <laughs> in his mouth and then like doing this little... He does, he does like a shake. Yeah, he does that shake. Yeah. Like, yeah, he's like, yeah he's like, so... uh, it sounds so disgusting. Oh, oh it's, it's, it's horrible. It's horrifying and I wouldn't have anybody watch it. Um, <laughs> but uh, I don't know how I got into this hot dog. Today. But you know what's funny? Kind of like growing up in the Nintendo world, it's always been like... Japan has been just better yeah. at, at stuff as us. Yeah. And because just our brains have been so like Nintendo based, it's always been like in my mind that there's just been like these amazing Japanese video game players and like the Americans are nothing. Yeah. So w- when it, when it crosses over into your hot dog world, yeah. you're just like, dude, now they're eating the hot dogs. Exactly. I know. They're crushing the Mario's. They're eating the hot dogs. Are we, yeah. Are we, uh, I know it's like America likes to be or likes to think that we're number one at everything. Right. And the fact that a 106 pound Japanese guy <laughs> was better at shoving his face process me totally. than these 400 pound American people. I liked it. I was like, well, yeah, th- this guy rules. America I mean, thought it's like the best, but no. I mean, why else would the MLB called the World Series champion the world champion? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. That, I, and that goes with. With uh, most sports, in yeah. like world. basketball, basketball, they call them the, the world champs. Right. It's like, bro, you're from Phoenix. Right. Like, you you know, you would you play? Oh, Canada? Oh, nice. You, no, you played Milwaukee? <laughs> yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, you're world cha- Um, But yeah, so I don't know how we got on that topic, but I'm sorry. Total Radness! Yo! This is Steve DeLuca of Total Radness, home of the Tetris World Tetris Order. World Order. Bringing order to a chaotic world. Ready to get rolling on the right side? Dominate the D-pad with a goofy foot controller. Visit TotalRadNES.com to score a controller modded by the inventor, me. We've also got TWO gear. CTWC approved hardware and a ton of additional retrospective madness. 
Tune in to twitch.tv slash totalradness to watch Quaid and I take the BLV to 11. Also, don't miss the other homies at Aaron Jazamoki for the Boom Tetris house parties with the Kitchen Dwellers. And at Classic Vomps for those classic Tetris snubs. Be the best and keep it TWO for, for, for live. If there's any goth girls out there that are listening to this, yeah. you know where to find me. I am Quaid on Instagram. That's the easiest way. Goth girls get in there. Thank you very much. At I am Quaid. Yeah. We will return to the conversation with Steve and Quaid in a minute. But first, if you like the Peace Dependency Podcast, help us grow. Please share the podcast with every classic Tetris fan. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Peace Dependency. You can like our Facebook page, Peace Dependency Podcast. Subscribe to our YouTube channel. We will have all the podcasts available at full length. Also, you can listen to the Peace Dependency Podcast on Spotify, iTunes, Google Podcasts, or your favorite podcast app. Join the Tetris Friendly Discord server. Besides the fact that it's the place to discuss anything PDP, you can also participate in some lovely friendlies or put your ELO on the line in the various ELO battles. If you have a suggestion we need to have on the next Peace Dependency podcast, let us know through our socials, the Discord channel, or send us an email to peacedependencypodcast at gmail.com. Now, let's go back to the conversation with Stephen Quaid, where we will be talking about Quaid not recording his gameplay. Let's go back to Tetris. Maybe that's the best thing. It's all competitive mindset. I mean, you know, and, and kind of bringing it back to Tetris, you know, like, I, you know, seeing a lot of these players and, the, you know, the old players and the newer players and you and your brothers brought in, like, that sports, like, mindset to it, that yeah. competitive mindset, mm-hmm. whereas, like, Harry and Jonas, like, like, they were there to, like, play video games and win, but... It, it just didn't have that same like yeah it didn't have an edge we're at like a basketball because you you know you guys all played basketball like your yeah. your middle brother kevin yeah he's like he's yeah. an animal yeah. yeah so like and and i think you only you guys like only had tetris i, I know jonas only had tetris so he was that i feel like that's why you guys vibe so well because he was just like oh yeah me too like, yeah yeah i mean do wore a jersey yeah you know? that's right <laughs> wore a football jersey. yeah but did you play tetris all year round uh, from the start of the first tournament, yes. Uh, but I, I did it for maybe the first, maybe four or five years of yeah. the tournament. I was playing year round. Um, and it was kind of an ongoing joke in the, the first five or four or five, six years that, uh, I never would, uh, videotape my games. This was like before Twitch, you know, right. you yeah. know, like, right. like people would, sit down with a video camera and would would shoot their TV yeah. and, and record their games and then upload them to like Facebook. Yeah. And be like, look, yeah. look at what score I got. And I mean, even Thor did it. Yeah. I mean, that, that's how you had to do it. And I would always not do that. I would just take pictures mm-hmm. of my scores and upload them. And every single person would go, why don't you videotape the game? I don't believe it. I don't believe it. Blah, blah, blah. 
and uh, and then it just became a joke where I was like, well, I'm never going to do it. Yeah, you're like, I'm just going to keep posting yeah. pictures. Uh, well, you had, I feel like you have a lot less to prove than a lot of people. You're, I mean, uh, uh, you and your brother, I mean, like, he doesn't want to be PZ, where I would own that shit. Yeah, exactly. You know, so, like, y- yeah, like, in the same sense, I-, I don't think, you know, you not making a video, like, whether your name shows up on some website or not, you don't care. You just care that they're seeing the score, and you're just like, yeah. Yeah, yeah I'm there. Yeah, B, I'm doing this. <laughs> yeah. Let's get they're it. talking about I- you. Yeah. Well, it, yeah. I don't even care if people talk right. about me. It's just... It, okay, so, so I'll, I'll... Quick side story about this entire, you know, thing. I was sitting in a college class once, and yeah. my phone was just vibrating like crazy. I was in the middle of some lecture, and I was looking at my phone, and I had all these, uh, like, Facebook notifications that were... And they were, all had something to do with a... With a uh, either a picture that I posted of a score or someone else and whatever. And so yeah. I'm reading this thread like underneath my desk while this person's talking about like geography or something. We don't take geography in America. We don't know. Uh, it's 50 things we need to know. No. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, hot dogs is one of them. Yeah. So I'm like reading all of these things and it's basically this giant fight of yeah. people arguing about me not videotaping my games. And I'm just like, la- I'm literally laughing in the middle of, of a lecture because I'm like, oh my god, these guys are really like, like mad that I'm not doing this. And uh, and then so I just fired, okay, whatever. And I just put the phone back in my pocket. And then it just kept vibrating over and over. And then I think either Kev, my brother Kevin, or Ryan started to call me in the middle of class. We're just like, dude. Yeah, and and I think I like class ended and I called. I think, it was, I think it was Kev. And I called him back and was like, what's up? He's like, are you seeing how intense this thing is? And I'm like, yeah, my phone's like going off in the middle of class. He's like, I didn't know people took it this seriously. I didn't know who it was. It, dude, it was like, I don't know. I mean, there was probably like 50 or 60 people different. Yeah, like oh, replies wow. okay. in this thing. And and then I re- that really like been broke. Yeah. That would have been sick. I don't know. It, it was a lot of people. But what, uh, it really was that? drove home. Yeah, it, it it drove home the point that I should never give these people what they want. Yeah, I should never record these things. I like, and and you know now we're on Twitch and we're doing it. But you know I was the last. But still, you have nothing at, at home. You know, yeah, I, I play at home all the time. Yeah. No one sees that. Um, You're like, dude, I hit thirty. Oh, is that, yeah, I know. Is that still the reason why you're playing with Steve and not not on a Twitch channel of your own? No, well that. I mean, we said for a couple of years before we started doing this, we needed to do this. But right. I wanted to do it in a way that was not just me sitting in a room playing the game. I th- call me crazy, but me watching one person sit in a room and play a puzzle game from 30 years ago, that doesn't interest me, like, at all. Um, so I always told Steve, like, hey, if we're going to do this, like, we need to do it together. And we need to make it, like, funny. And we need to, like, interact with people and, like you know like make it more of like a a hangout yeah than but, one person like practicing right and and i th- i'm kind of like of the old world where like twitch to me just seems like a bunch of tv channels or yeah. tv shows you know so like coming in you know like yeah i was just like yeah that's what i would do too so even when he's not here 
I don't want to just sit down and play. Yeah. It's weird to me. You know, like I, I still love it and it's cool, but you know, like yeah, I like have a goal. Like, okay, let me make a set of songs and I'm gonna yeah karaoke these things. Like, let me just do something that yeah. nobody's doing and just be funny about it. Exactly. Yeah, like we we always wanted to just not look anything like anyone else. The stream has to be about the people and not about the game. Exactly. The game basically the game is just the reason why people show up. Right. It, yeah. It, the game could be anything. It it could be uh, let's keep bringing up hot dogs. We, yeah. If if we had a hot dog eating stream. That is what I want to see. Yeah. yeah. Maybe, <laughs> maybe dude, we should. That'd be a good idea. <laughs> We're going to have a hot dog eating contest on stream. Um, invite Aaron, invite Buko, and then just your four just eating hot dogs. Yeah, totally. Yeah, why are we dunking the hot dogs and why? Why? I just ate them. Um, Vincent be down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, 100%. Yeah. Probably. We get Aaron in there, too. Uh, but yeah, so... <laughs> yeah, exactly. The, the classic hot dog, all day. Yeah, the classic hot dog eating championships. Chris Tang commentary. Uh, <laughs> Boom. Yeah. Yeah. Boom, gullet. Boom, swallow. Boom, chew. Uh, but no, yeah, like... We've the, got a gagger. The, yeah. <laughs> the, I remember... So this was like 2016 or 2017. I was getting uh, told by people at the tournament, like, hey, you should get on Twitch. Like, you, you should do... Like, you have this, like, you know, you're, like, entertaining. You should get on. And I yep. always told every single person, you will never catch me doing that. Right. Ever. And then eventually, when me and Steve started spitballing the idea, um, I was like, well, okay, I'm going to go against everything that I stand for and play, uh, you know, what right. people watch. But uh, the original idea I had was to have, like, a band. Like, I wanted to get Jordan and you. Like, I wanted people, I wanted to be, like, a talk show. Yeah. Well, where, like, there was a band. Yeah. And it was me playing, and, like, you guys would, like, play music to the game. Yeah, I mean, that's still in goal. It's still, yeah, it's, yeah. It, that's eventually we get a little bit more sure. I think you need a bigger room, then. Yeah, exactly, yeah. yeah. Well, we'll get there. Yeah, we'll get there eventually. But, uh, <laughs> yeah. People that's, always come in here like, dang, it's tiny. Yeah, yeah I know. Yeah. Every single person that comes in goes, man, this looks so much bigger. <laughs> like, on the stream. I'm like, dude, it's like it's like an eight-by-eight room, bro. <laughs> I saw a clip on off. Instagram that you, that you had to couch on the on the side and when you were preparing the live stream or the room for the live stream is it is it a room that you use more than only uh, a room where you live stream in um i mean it's kind of just turned into like the live stream yeah. room at this point like there's like the computers like in the middle of the room which kind of and it's kind of like it on the other side it's all like under construction kind of still yeah so I got like a dead TV in the corner and it's just full of stuff. Yeah. It's basically it's become the bone zone. Yeah. For it's sure. Pretty much your own room. Yeah. 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 It gets the funk. Yeah, it gets sealed off. <laughs> yeah. We close that door. <laughs> yeah. There's two women who live here and we don't want to uh subject them to what we do in this room. So yeah. we close the door. Uh but yeah, it's uh <laughs> it's like like when uh when uh I think Tucker came, he came in and was like so pumped, and then he like outside, and then when he came into the room, yeah, he was like oh oh 
We're this just is gonna like do that. I gotta sit right here. It's like right a storage here. unit. Yeah, like, <laughs> like yeah. You you sit there and watch all the wires that are running <laughs> in every single direction. It's like don't move your feet. Yeah. yeah, and it's like oh, if you spill something, it's gonna short circuit the entire room, <laughs> and we're gonna explode. Yeah, it feels like my desk. It's yeah. it's wise everywhere. I think yeah. Buko like streams like under stairs or like in a yeah, closet yeah. or something. A phone booth. Yeah. yeah. Whatever it takes, man. What's the best thing that happened on stream? So many good things. Dude. I mean, first of all, you know, there, we did a gothic stream. I, that's my favorite. Where we're wearing some fishnets action. It was pretty funny. Um, you know, that's our Halloween stream. The shredder, that became an idea. Yeah. We've had a lot of good ideas. Yeah. On stream. And, you know, and the our, our homies in chat, like, they've been introduced to, like, so much good stuff yeah, exactly. in the stream. Yeah. Like, just off the top of my head, Tanook Tanook. Yeah. I, I, I want to say it was, like, Joporto just came in and just was like, boop, and then bounced. And yeah. was just like, what is that? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. There's so much, like, I don't know, it's like we're developing this very weird, like, sense of direction with like the people who come in like you're going to like these things because we like these things yeah here's a heavy metal parking lot here's george brett pooping his pants yeah here's uh the venom tapes you know like right. you're going to like stories these things. yeah i mean talladega yeah. speedway you know about talladega yeah. right i'm well, sure yeah. Yeah. yeah 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 no I, i'm sure but the that the video the all gas no brakes video yeah it's it's, it's life-changing it is but you know, it, okay. To answer your question, the the best thing that's happened on the stream, it's got to be the birth of TWO. Oh, oh, no, dude, no, that dude. happened on the stream, dude. Yes, yeah. What's was, what's the TWO? Please explain what it is. Okay, so uh, you, you've had you Kingsman was on the show, and you know, and uh, and Chris, and you guys were talking about you know them going back and forth, and you know it was like. It, it all kind of happened like at the same time yeah. as we we were talking about doing that forever too because you know we you know Randy Savage is like yeah, my really, great uncle yeah you know, we, we like, really oh, yeah. yeah oh yeah oh yeah I'm the macho man Randy Savage oh yeah Hulk Hogan you gotta get it <laughs> you know he knows damn. So like, you sure you didn't grow up in the South? My God, nah. you know NASCAR, you know professional wrestling, <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah. So I, like, you're I in love, Alabama. Right? I love American sports. I yeah. think they are better than most European sports because entertainment <laughs> value is way higher than uh, oh, yeah. than a European sport. I would much sports. rather watch a Macho Man fight, you know, Jimmy Snuka, than watch you know a soccer game or something. Yeah, you know? yeah. There's more entertainment to be there. Uh, but yeah, go, go. Sorry, but uh, yeah. Anyways, like so, like um. Eh, did, 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 was the TWO wasn't even around the first one we did, and I, I forgot who you were playing. But I was playing Sharky. Oh, Sharky. Okay, so they did a promo, and I think they were still like on the back and forth, and they hadn't done their match, and we had jumped in, and I kind of did like a Mean Gene like interview version yeah. promo with yeah. him in the garage. So like you know it just like the wrestling buzz was just like on fire at that point. Yeah. And uh, the Kingsman was in the chat on our stream, and and his brother Kevin was in the chat, and his brother Kevin is like bleeds wrestling yeah. too, still yeah. watches wrestling. And so like, I don't even know. I think just Kingsman just like just said it. Like 
Tetris World we, Order. I remember we, just like, because okay, so to go back a, a few years, uh, Chris Brady, who is one of the the better Tetris players in the in the community, we're good friends with Chris Brady. Yeah, and um, he's a huge wrestling fan too. So uh, we, me and Chris would always talk about, and this is back in like 2013, 2014. We're like the only way that this tournament in person can get like better is if we make it like pro wrestling. Right. So we would always be like, there should be intros. There should be like, True, right. there should be music. We should have entrances and all this stuff. And so me and Chris used to go to Vince every year and go, dude, we got to <laughs> make this like pro wrestling. Like, I want to like grab a microphone and like cut a promo right. and then go play. And Vince was always 100% on board. He's like, the more outlandish and the more cartoony you can make this thing, do it. So right. that's when I started to amp up the character of Quaid. Right. And it, it yeah. kind of goes back to your like day one where you were just like, we need a guy. Yeah. Because it was fresh to you and you didn't have a guy. You didn't have a reason to be there. Exactly. So like, yeah, like, and, and at this point, like, you know, there's these, there's these, you know, characters were the real people, but like, yeah, you had Harry Jonas Buko, just these rad people, and 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 you want to shed light on them as like a personality, exactly. You know, like yeah. who are these people? Yeah, and and the and people? yeah, and the and the people you don't even know yet. I mean, there's a dude showing up with the Darth Vader mask on with yeah. dreadlocks. Well, you know, there's there's you know. The, so many awesome there's you... the first year there there was a woman who showed up in pajamas yeah and exactly. i was like okay i like her yeah She's and in yeah. Pajamas. yeah like like you know uh, we you know we got paul tessie who's a huge wrestling fan yeah. like, that guy's down from day one you know like people yeah. are ready to drop these promos yeah if it you know yeah it, it it's just it's there the world of wrestling and tetris is way closer together right than people right. think yeah, they're parallel parties that they're starting to arc between each other because exactly. they're getting closer and they're becoming one. I yeah. feel like, and, yeah. be, and like uh, we always wanted to make a group. Yeah, like, we always True. said there should be teams. Right. That was the thing that we used to talk right. about. Right, and then it just organically happened of like, oh well, like there's a new world order or whatever, and we're like making jokes about it, and then I think someone just typed, yeah, yeah Kingsman, was Kingsman just, just like, typed Tetris World Order, and we looked at each other and went, that's it. That's and then it. within like seconds, your brother had made a logo. And yeah, and like like within probably ten minutes, my brother Kevin sent us the logo for Tetris World Order, yeah. and it was like it was born like, right boom, there. Yeah. Like, all right, we're gonna start yeah. pumping this out. Yeah, people. and then I just like touched it up a little bit and made like the t the you know the the one kind of Tetris pieces, and then I still his logo is still the same logo yeah. on the bottom. Yeah, but it, it, like. mostly it, it's just a group. It's just right. you know. Well, you know what? It's funny is, you know, I, I kind of, I was doing these surveys before CTWC um, 2020. And in the survey, I did like, you know, like affiliation just to see what people were going to put. And I put like IE, like DWO. And, you know, we were getting a lot of these like S flats and stuff from like the, 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 the Joseph Cruz and just trying to see what people would put in yeah. there. Who they show allegiance to. Right, yeah. yeah. And then, but it's funny, I just feel like it's not like there's not room for groups. Just everybody is it's just one giant group still. And like nobody wants to like affiliate with one thing because they don't want to like burn bridges with yeah, anybody. they don't want to alienate themselves. So like yeah, so like it's funny, like you know, I've been I talking don't fully with... agree. 
to be honest, because well, I feel like there are there are different bubbles. When you stream, you have a certain audience. You have like the the skaters, you have the wrestlers, you have okay. people who are like you who coming into your stream. I think if Joseph streams or if Doc streams, they, they will get a very different audience and mm -hmm. a bit very different interests. Yeah, well, I mean I, that's true, but I, I'm saying like as a player, you're you're not gonna want to affiliate with. I mean, maybe I'm just totally biased and I want to love everybody. Yeah. So I don't want to be like excluding anybody. So when people were just like, no, TWO, I'm like, no, that's not it. Like, we're all TWO. Yeah. You, that's the yeah. thing. The whole, the whole Tetris community right. is TWL. So, it's just we know that we're in it. Right. It's, people don't know they're in it. Yeah. Yet. They don't know it. You know, and I, I really have to fix the commercial because there's one part where you can't hear it. And basically, I can't remember what the line is, but it's it's basically bringing order to a chaotic world, you yeah. know. And that's like I feel like all of our mindsets playing Tetris, like we love to organize. Yeah. We and that's why the community's so good because we're all good at organizing. Whether it's social, whether it's playing a video game, like look how many freaking Discord servers we got. Like what a other lot. communities? I mean, maybe like a major new Nintendo game, but you tell me one classic nin video game yeah. that has this many Discord groups. Oh Zero. man, look at the, yeah. ma the major tournaments: CTM, CTG, CTBs, Classical Football, Friendly, CTL. <laughs> Those are the major tournaments. I mean, like I counted them last. I mean, forty different Tetris-related Discord groups. <laughs> Yeah, and what? Really? Yeah, oh and it, it's, it's amazing. Zero. Yeah. And like, why do we do it? We do it because we want to bring, you know, good vibes and yeah. good things to this community. Like, yeah. we want, like, you, you know, we're all not here to wait for a, a tournament once a year. We're here to to play. We're here to have fun. Yeah. Like, that's why I started doing qualifiers and jumping into that because i saw a niche like people still wanted to play and if i could get somebody a plane ticket to the major thing it it could get people there you know and like and with the discord i mean and with discord and twitch you don't even have to offer anything because it's as easy as just turning your computer on and your your video game and playing you don't have to like buy a hotel room yeah. and go somewhere yeah so it's just yeah the, you know, still, you're not very active playing matches. You're more active in being there, re streaming, and having fun. Exactly. Yeah, right. Because if everyone was just there to play, it would be five people. It would be like when I do a rock show. It would be like my rock band and then the other rock band that's playing right before me watching us. Yeah. You know? yeah. <laughs> yeah. But it's not. It's like there's more people in the chat than there is there to play. And that's, you know, that's... Yeah. That's TWO. Yeah. That's TWO. But do you want to go back to the competitive scene or just stay at the casual, relax uh, side of, of the streams? I, well, I would love to go back to being extremely competitive. Yeah. You know, like in person. Right. Uh, Not online. The, you know what? I, you know, I think we're, our, our, our schedule's been kind of messed up with COVID and, um, you know, work schedules and stuff. For a while, we we had a pretty consistent streaming schedule, so it was a lot easier for people to schedule 
you know, uh, us or, you know, Quaid into events. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Like, that's our problem. That's his problem, my problem, you know, as, you know, I guess pseudo manager or whatever. Like, let's get right to it. You're you're my, uh, you're my Paul Bearer to my underwear. I'm your encourager. I'm just here to encourage this dude to play. (laughs) (laughs) Give him a space. So if you got if you think about it, like every time he's gonna play in an online tournament, he's got to drive a half an hour yeah. to my couch. Yeah. yeah, and like, and that's just the way it is. Like, so like, yeah, I feel like, you know, we definitely, I, you know, I would love to see him playing more in these online tournaments and online those things. Yeah, but yeah, it's just the scheduling. We, we tried to do, we tried to do um, the month, you know, the league. For a hot second and i was even in it and i i think i played like three games i was like sorry guys all uh, zeros and they were even pissed like you're you're messing up my score <laughs> yeah but i want to i want to get back to uh you know playing in person yeah like, me too i think everyone i don't know if everyone feels the same way but last year with the tournament being online it was great because you had probably twice as many people who are able to play because you know they can't yeah fly to Portland, for sure right for sure but there's something about sitting in that room right with live pete with a crowd and with music and with lights yeah oh, and the cameras yeah. pointed out it's such an insane experience yes that i i can't wait to get back to that that's what i want because like you know when we played in those tournaments you know online or whatever right, right. i mean yeah. the energy was different so like true, i didn't true. i didn't care if i did well and whatever yeah. i mean if you if you look at most of the the streamers now a lot of them don't even show their cameras so like you're just seeing their games and like yeah. games are exciting but there's something about being there like watching watching tessie you know beat jonas was insane yeah he he freaked the f out and he was like it was bawling it it was it was so intense like i'm even getting worked up right now made that win more impressive with the reaction yeah yeah and like you you won't even get a tenth of that online even with world champion whatever it's never going to be the same as being there and Watching that go down. Yeah, that was yeah. great. Right now, there is a uh, CTWC live qualifier in South Carolina. Yeah, uh, what's his name? Chris there? Bidwell. And Beast and Shen is going to host one in Ohio. So there, there are already two live events scheduled for this, this Road to CTWC well, 2021. Yeah, yeah, I'm ready. And yeah. then two, uh, uh, 2022, is just gonna, it's just going to go off. Because yeah. I feel like yeah. everything's going to fire back up. And... I'm ready. Vince and I have been talking and we're ready to just like we're ready to bring it. I mean, if we could get like 64 events around the world or something crazy Mm -hmm. and they all sponsor like a player like it could be like like you know like nascar yeah like nascar (laughs) it could be like a full or full on like you know like nintendo world championship like that's how world championships should be yeah there should yeah i feel like the actual tournament should be um like the bracket and then maybe like a month later it'd be like the finals you know that's my my mind yeah. just said last episode that you were wanted to do something under under the tw banner 
about something like that? Is it that you indeed want to organize different tournaments or that various organizers can organize different tournaments all over the world and then they fly everyone out to set location to have a real life world championship? Yeah, I mean that's that's my goal. So I've I, I started um, the qualifiers in Los Angeles. That was like the the SoCal or the West Coast qualifier, yeah. and I did that for two years. And that those games were insane. Yeah. You, you, that I last one, yeah. oh my gosh! Great. So yeah, those were please, just like all, all all top tiers. Like Game Scout came to the last one too. And anyways, like. And then I, I started one in Phoenix, and that's the Desert Qualifier. And um, they they were already holding one in Dallas. And um, I went one year and turned it up to like an event because what they were doing was um, whoever ended the weekend with the highest score got the ticket. Mm -hmm. And so I went there and with Joey Parker, used his computer and his setup, and we actually did like brackets that year. And so we kind of like turned that into, um, you know, more of a, of an event other than, you know, just it, before it was just like Joey and Chad sitting in a corner by themselves yeah. playing Tetris for a whole weekend. A whole weekend. I tried to get a better score so they could get that playing thing. It was pretty funny. But, um, but anyway, it's like, yeah, I'm all about the qualifiers because, you know, they're, they're these awesome events where, um, you know, they're small enough where everybody gets to talk and vibe with everybody. Yeah. You know, the, 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 the championship, you can do that, but it's so huge. There's so many people that you want to talk to at the same time. You know, it does get overwhelmed. It's overwhelmed, for yeah. sure. But, but uh, should there be an open qualifier for the World Championship itself, or should there be only... This should be a qualifier only for the people who already qualified for that final. I would, I feel like the downfall of the championship is the qualifying day because everybody gets burnt out. It's the, such a grueling day. Yeah, it's a grind. Even the last one I ran like the door for and I was, I was done. Yeah. And I wasn't even playing. You know, so like to see these people wait in line for 20 minutes just to play one game, you know, yeah. the frustration level alone, I think, was exhausting for them. What should be different then? I I just like I would love to see, yeah, just a bunch of qualifying events and then all those qualifiers come to the world championship. Well, yeah, that's how the, the first year of the tournament in 2010 they had five automatic qualifying. Yeah. Right. Qual right. People right. qualify. So you were, you know, whoever showed up that first year, you were playing for three spots. Yeah. Um, I, I, I agree with Steve. If, if there were, let's say 10 to 12 qualifying events mm -hmm. throughout the year, maybe like once a month, right. right. In the different city, there's 12 automatic bids for the tournament. For sure. And then you could go, okay, well there are automatic bids. Then that Saturday at the, world championships we could have everyone else qualifying but those 12 people could be like well i'm in right right like, but, there should be but I, could you imagine if there wasn't even a qualifying day at portland if you just showed up right into the you would need a lot of qualifying tournaments but what why couldn't you get to there's the whole world man we got all year there were a lot of qualifying tournaments 
yeah, we are. Yeah, we're we're already primed to just. We just have to go like, ka-ching, let's go. Yeah, you know, because I I I would even say some of the bigger events you could get them to sponsor two players if they're big enough. Like you know, like send the two best players. You yeah. know, send the two finalists or yeah. I guess you, know, you could arrange all that beforehand. Yeah, you. I guess you could. Uh, you could be running so many qualifying tournaments that you go okay well there's going to be 64 winners right. of these 64 right, qualifying yeah. tournaments and then those are the people who are going yeah to portland yeah are it's, these 64 people and then you could just do brackets all saturday and then do like top eight on Fun. sunday yeah. and then it could just be sunday is so exhausting i don't even know how we do a party every year that last year was insane yeah because after after the tournament, you know, Vince, Trey, Adam, and the whole crew, you know, Bidwell, like uh, myself, we all stay behind and break it all yeah. down, and then put it all on these pallets, and so it could get to storage and stuff. Meanwhile, everybody's over like yeah. rocking I, this party, I'm nine beers deep, yeah, and, and so Steve's <laughs> rapping Nintendo, totally. So like, by the time we get to these part, the party, like everyone's, it's like. It's on the hundred. Yeah. So we just jump right into it, which is cool. Yeah. But like, wow, it's tired. It's exhausting, you know. And I, I think, I, I think a top eight just on Sunday, it would be mind blowing. Yeah. 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 And it would give people so much energy. I think it it, it would be insane. Yeah. No, I should then the match just stay the same length if you go for top eight only best of five, which. Do you think that the matches should be longer if you only have the top eight? I think, yeah, you, you do the longer top eight matches. Why not? You because do... you get a better survey of oh, the overall, you know, player versus. I could see, like, keeping it uh, best of five and then maybe the finals, like, best of seven. Oh, okay. And just well, being, like... That's how it is now, right? No, I think it's all best it's of all five. in best of five. But in PAL, there is a... CTEC had a best of five through everything except the finals, and that was best of seven. But the online tournaments is best of seven, except for the finals, that it's best of nine. Whoa. Jeez. Yeah. That's just like a arm wrestling I, match. Dude, I, I might even, not, not for the world championships, but for like an online tournament, if I was running it, I would go, all right, it's best of five the whole time, right? Yeah, right. And then the finals, one game. Whoa. <laughs> Super Bowl. You better play good. I mean, Ready yeah. Because like, yeah. you know what? If you're good enough With, to get to the finals, you're going to have a good game. You know what? That, that I mean, during like the jo- during the Jonas run, that could have definitely been so upsetting. Yeah. Every time. Jeff would have won 2016. Yeah. You know, and I that. Won. But still, like, if you narrow Tetris down to one game. One game. You're just. Go because yeah, I mean, in the early years, that people can be throwing control. I know, yeah, like, I'm more a hockey guy, and I'm I'm I love a game seven Stanley Cup final, yeah, overtime <laughs> goal. And if it ends with one yeah. game, I'm like, it's it's if it's I don't know, I'm I'm more like building up, building up the hype, yeah. You're yeah. into the foreplay, I'm into the intercourse, yeah. you know, like, yeah, it's, get it, like. Like the Super Bowl, 
The Super Bowl is one, one game. game. You yeah. better play your Everyone's best game. Fresh. Everyone's watching. Totally. And literally everybody you know is watching. Really? Totally. So don't see anything can that's, uh, that's true. Dang, that's I never even thought of one you, game. You put in the pressure. Well, because, okay. It, For the finals. It always was best of three. Yeah. In the Ooh. early days. Yeah, yeah. It was all, even the, the finals back in the day used to be best of three. Because they, they used to just speed through that stuff. Um. Only a couple of years ago did they go, all right, we're going to go best of five. Right, it was right. only two, three years ago. Even when it was best of three, I was like, all right, if this were one, this would be insane. Because even best of three was awesome. Right. Because like, if you won one and game, you're like, next one. Yeah. Hey, let's end it. Let, yeah, it's like your heart starts beating, you know? But if you just did like, all right, here's the tournament. You yeah. got one game. Ready? <laughs> go. Like, <laughs> Look at PZ go! Yeah, six this game. Uh, and I and I always said years ago that there should be a secondary tournament going on at the same time where it's all level 19. Oh, right. Because there should be, you know, we always start at level 18, but every single player, especially now, the, people are so good at this game that level 18 doesn't matter. Everyone is able to play on 19, where in years past, yeah. that's where everyone would kind of right, lose. Right, right. But people are so good now. Just start the tournament at 19. You know what's funny? It, it kind of like in, in the same realm as NASCAR, like 18 is just like those, like, you know, those like so many laps loose. until the last. It's like the first 160 laps in Daytona 500. Yeah, exactly. exactly. Yeah. It's just like, cool, we're cruising. Don't crash. Don't, don't yeah, be play safe. Whatever. There should be no playing safe. No. Just it, go. Yeah. Level 19, one game. Right. Beat me. I mean, yeah. when when do they just say level 19? Like, why can't we just there. go finals level 19? I saw that if you go 230 lines on 19 all the way, it's not interesting for the viewers. You're setting up your first your first part on 18. Right. You, you try to transition close to 550, 600k. True, and true. then you build up those last 100 lines to race to the finish. Let's see who can who will reach high scores. Because if I'm restreaming myself, if I call a match, the first 130 lines, I'm like, oh, looking at chat, uh, keep giving score score updates or and all that. Exactly. Not really. Right. I do pay attention to the match, but it's not 100. percent But once we go into transition. And we have those last 100 exactly. lines. Then I'm fully focused and can see the, 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 the commentary hype is going up and all that. And I think if you go 230 lines, 19 only, casual viewers, it's, it's fa 19 play is fast. Right, yeah. right. You, you're burnt out before you're even If you're there. a casual viewer, yes. As a watcher. Yeah, I think so. Mm -hmm. I can see that. But as a side tournament, it's, it should be cool. Like I said, everyone who's good at this game knows that 18 is born right you know? i mean well i i mean it, it gives you a chance to like sh sh show your skill to like this is the kind of player i am yeah sharky said that he was using 18 to set a story and that's the 19 yeah. is the conclusion of that story Ooh, damn sharky wow i didn't know that's we had beautiful. a poet in the community yeah i did i just uh i i go the exact opposite uh route because i'm not a, a wordsmith but, oh, uh, I I bet he said it in the most beautiful voice too. Like, yeah. Oh, like took a second and just said, a spotlight hit on the face. Yeah, like Hamlet. Oh, I gotta find that. I bet it's great. It's it's on the show. Is that on your yeah, your stream? 
I mean, are you? Oh, okay. I'm gonna I'm gonna rewatch. I'm gonna re-listen. Yeah, my 18 uh, is just stay awake. Yeah, <laughs> that I don't even care about the score. I just I just whatever. I got a hundred and something. Isn't lines. the hungover more the reason why you need to stay awake? Well, I mean, I'm trying to keep this as PG <laughs> as possible here, Frank. But uh, yeah, uh, I, I like. Uh, don't get me wrong. I I like uh, 18, but. After you just play it over and over, it's like T-ball. Uh, you know, it's like it's slow. And you're not really doing much. Just get me to the real game. Yeah. I, I like I said before, I'm not. I am not for uh, like the buildup. I'm just just give it to me, dude. Like I want to play 19. I want to play. T- that's Tetris to me. Let's go. Yeah, like let's play the game. Yeah. Um, but whatever. This is a long tangent. <laughs> well, I, quick question for you. In yeah, in um uh, in 2015 when when you were second place, mm-hmm. you know I, I if you haven't seen the the mini documentary, Google it. Google it, bro. But um, we had a hard time waking you up, you know, the day <laughs> yeah. of the tournament because because yeah. we had you know done some pretty fun things the night before. Uh, anyways, Portland is a great place, and it's a great place to have a tournament. It's a uh, it's an alternative city. Yeah, it's and it's it's like it's that's different. our we're alternative people, so we yeah. vibe. Yeah, instantly. we fit in well. But going back to my question, okay, if we didn't have such a fun night before mm-hmm. and you woke up fresh, yeah, do you think you first of all do you think you would even even have gotten to the finals, or do you think you would have done better on the finals? Uh, if I wasn't hungover, I kind of think you wouldn't even have made it to the. I, finals. I wouldn't. I wouldn't. Uh, I think, you know, because there's a level of, uh, I don't know how to say it, like dulling my brain. Yeah, I could see it. Like I could, you, I, I watch you, and I was like, oh, he's he's in his head right now. He's yeah. It's, it's, oh, so, sorry. So yeah, PG. he's fugged. Fugged. Uh, but yeah, no, I think it's a it's a level of, like I think Jonas said it a long time ago. It's like your brain has like this RAM. And it's like you need to just turn it off oh, okay. and and just let it work. Yeah, right. Don't right. think about it. Just let it work. Right. And that's how I am at those tournaments. It's like if I was a stone cold sober, I'd be like that piece goes there. That piece goes. I would be thinking. You got to turn it off. Yeah. If I'm hungover and I'm like wire it trying to die, like not to die at the moment while I'm totally. playing, you know, as just like sweating that voice meeting like, the don't lights throw up, don't throw up yeah don't throw up, don't throw up. if i'm thinking oh my god i'm gonna crap your attention is not on the game it's on your body so that's why you don't need to think about the game it, i'm not thinking about the game i'm just letting it play yeah. itself i'm just putting it yeah it's i don't want to overthink and uh being hung over is perfect to not overthink i kind of hit that same level when i'm doing karaoke and playing mm-hmm. Cause I'm singing songs and re- and like going back reading lyrics and back to the screen and yeah. stuff. So like yeah, like sometimes I'm just like I'm like oh dang I'm doing that's dinner. the moment you know you effed up. Yeah, yeah exactly. Oh, totally. And then I'm like no 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 exactly. Yeah, and then I'm trying not to. like stop stop talking to me, chat. Cause I, <laughs> the chat like reads in my ear too while I'm like doing karaoke. So. <laughs> I have the same. I'm like oh yes. Uh, uh, three, two fifty k at uh, sixty five lines. Okay, if I keep can keep up this pace, five hundred k transition, and then ten lines later, top out and. Oh man, I I'll see it, and it's like my heart rate just, like increases yeah. instantly. Like, like on, on, on. you know, it's funny. Uh, 
is we uh, there's always that joke of like you have a really great eighteen. Yeah. You got like six hundred fifty thousand. You go to nineteen and then you die like in like four pieces. Right. Uh, I was playing at home yesterday and I had the second best transition score I ever had. Oh yeah. I had like seven hundred. I think I had seven hundred. Yeah, 000, totally. And I my final score was like seven ten. It's just that bad. It's it and like that's because I thought about yeah. it. Yeah, because I went, oh my god! Like, yeah, I'm like, don't screw this up. Yeah, like, this is you the tell best yourself, thing. don't screw this up. It's over. And it's not even like I misdropped. It was just like, oh, the pieces didn't come. And if I didn't think about how good my score was, I would have gotten different yeah. pieces. Dude, it's I'm that the, weird neurosis you have. You've seen me. I'm the worst at that. Once I'm in, once I put my foot in quick stand, I I fall in deep. Yeah. I'm just like ah. Yeah. You're like, what happened, dude? I was like, I don't know. Yeah. Like a misdrop, and then the next piece I misdrop on top of that, and then I just keep it's just like Yeah. Make this staircase all the way to the top. Like, oh, what happened? It's you you misdrop once and it's like uh like a fire. It just yeah. Oh yeah, instantly, instantly. Yeah. gasoline. I can relate. The whole forest of fire. Yeah, that voice in my head is the gasoline. You you I'll messed up, up, you son of a hmm. So, so that's where the hangovers come in. Yeah. Huh? They just yeah. dull the just gasoline. Dull What's the best beverage to uh, to drink before the night before a match? Oh, well, I mean, of course, Mighty Swell. Yeah, we've been loving the I Mighty. I heard you had a sponsorship of the Mighty Swell, uh, Steve. We do. Yes, uh, I don't think we have any, but just so you can see it. Like, yeah, I mean, they're know. you know they're they send us, and know, like here. they're from Austin, and they're just cool people. They uh they're. They've got a, a good alternative vibe, and they're really into painting murals and stuff. Yeah, they're yeah, they're, they're, they're fun. See, they're they're a small company, uh, which was good because you know, uh, me and Steve said when we started the stream, yeah. like, dude, we need to get we need to get sponsors because like we're just gonna be running through beer. Yeah, like, we need we right. need free stuff. So uh, eventually, wow, Mike Lopez is just sponsoring. There was a dude, yeah, yeah. There was yeah. a guy in our chat who would just give us money, and he's like, "This goes to your beer." And I'm like, "Thank you," because like my bank account is like you know running. Instead of buy me a coffee, buy me a beer. Yeah, exactly. Uh, but uh, yeah, the Mighty Small people are great. They're a small, small company based out of Austin. They're good people. I talk to them regularly, and they're they're all nice. And they yeah. send us fanny packs. They send us fanny packs and and koozies and hats. And, um, but yeah, I, before uh, the Mighty Swell, uh, we were huge on PBR. I was actually sponsored by PBR. Yeah, PBR for one tournament uh, a few years ago, and um, then Buko just just took over. <laughs> Buko thought we were all sponsored. <laughs> he was like, "That's fine." Yeah, you had that sponsorship shirt last year in CTWC. Yes. Yeah, uh, I decided uh, that playing at you know on Steve's couch right here. Uh, wasn't as exciting as it could be, just in my head. And I went, uh, why, "Why does everything keep coming back to NASCAR?" <laughs> you know, we had this idea. That's right. We had this idea of like my selling shirt, my T-shirt should look like a NASCAR yeah. car with like all different logos right. and stuff everywhere. So we we came up with the idea like, "Oh, buy a spot on a shirt, put whatever you want on it," and uh, yeah, it was yeah. fun. Funny. It's a good shirt. I think it's over there. Yeah, it's literally right there. Let's see. Are you going to do the, the same thing for this year's CTWC? Or or are you planning something else? I don't even I okay, I had an idea about a week ago and I I, I haven't seen Steve in a while. But um I'm not I, I'm not at liberty to speak about it on the podcast. Okay. I will tell you off camera. 
Nice. We're off mic. Uh, because I, I do have an idea that I think would be pretty good. Sweet. I'm uh, I'd love to have the scoop. Something will happen. Yeah. Something will be different. Uh, it won't just be two sweaty guys sitting in <laughs> Tetris. It's, it's going to be something interesting. Two sweaty guys in a hot tub. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. We. How did you figure out my um, idea? See, Frank. It's, it's like we're we're two but, people, same mind, same kind of people. Exactly. That would be amazing if you just go in a in a hot tub and just play Tetris. What? That would be. I feel like we can fit. We can fit a hot tub in here. Yeah. Even if if it's a small uh, one, like, it doesn't really matter. Like a kiddie pool and just, just go. Yeah. It falls through the floor. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> But yeah, there is something uh, happening. And yeah, I've never wanted to show up to these tournaments and be myself. That's why the the Quaid uh, character came out. But um, yeah, I always like to add a little bit of flair to it. Because like I said, it's if it's just me, I wouldn't watch me play. But if I was doing something funny, I would watch it. So that's why I always have some sort of thing. Are you sometimes getting tired of the Quake character? Because people in it saw you as Hauser, saw you as, uh, what was it, ZZ? Oh, uh, Zizix. Zizix. Yeah. I, I did, at that time, when I, when, uh, now, Hauser was not me. Yeah, I don't know. Let's, let's get that out there. I thought he was from Japan. He was from Mars. Oh, Mars. Yeah. But he was living in Japan. He was living in Japan. I hired him. Uh, I, I never even met the guy. I just I hired him. I paid for his plane ticket, and he left. But when I imposter. But at that, yeah. But That's at that an imposter point, among us. <laughs> yes, <laughs> not not me. Yeah. Um, but at that point in the the, uh, the my tournament, I don't even know how you say it. My, Your career. Yeah, your reign. Career or yeah. whatever you know. Um, <laughs> at that point, it got. To me, the character got boring. Yeah, Quaid. Quaid okay. got boring. So uh, because because that was just you. I mean, honestly, it's an me... amplified version oh, of myself. Oh, okay. I think most most characters in wrestling are at least the normal characters in wrestling are yeah. an amplified person of. It's just it's over the top. I feel it's just you at a convention. It's just I'm me at a convention, the yeah. same amplified. You know, yeah. like yeah, it's not like I feel like you're not really bringing anything. That like, isn't already here. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. But but yeah, around that time when we sent Hauser and then I was Zizix, yeah. I got bored with it and I said, There's gotta be something else. That was all this. yeah, that that was a lot whoever was doing that was acting. Yeah. That was a lot of acting though. But um but yeah, so uh but then coming back from uh you know the return Zizix, the return it, it, it refreshed me. Yeah. So now, because like there, there's only so many amount of times with a qu clear mind. Yeah. There, it, it's like when Michael Jordan retired and played baseball for two years. True. True. That's what that was. True. He's yeah. like, I need something different. I'll come back. Yeah. I'll come back. But because uh, there's only so many times in those early years, the first five or six years of the tournament, I heard, "Hey man, are you drunk right now?" Oh. Like yeah. seventy times a day, and I was like, I just. Unless you're handing me a beer, yeah, don't ask me that. Yeah. No, that I, I it, it, and that's where where I got tired of it. Like I just I can't do that anymore because that's like asking a lady like, "Hey, are you on your period <laughs> right now?" Like, yeah, you know, yeah, I, I can't tell the answer. It just became tiresome <laughs> be answering the same question over and over. And I went, okay, I got to get a different angle. 
But I think now, uh, you know, and that was back when people weren't in on the joke. Right. People thought I was really that person right. all the time. Um, but uh, now everyone's in on the joke, so I, I, I do like the character. How did you came up that you were from uh, Antarctica, the last uh, last CTWC? That that actually was not me. Again? Uh, I, yeah, no, no, th this was, it was Vince. Yeah, I Vince, think, yeah, the, Vince uh, just the put it in. The creator right? of the tournament. Vince he said that you were from Antarctica. Like Yes. Oh, really? I thought it was yeah. I thought it was a joke from you. No, no. I filled out his uh bio sheet that he sent out to all the yeah. players. And I guess I must have not put anything in like where are you from? I I must have skipped the question. And then the first time that I ever saw that I was from Antarctica yeah. was at the tournament. <laughs> yeah. And we sat down and the flag was blue. And I was like, oh, I don't I was like, what did I write down? Yeah. And then I was like, I didn't write down anything. And then so I had to call Vince and he's like, Oh yeah, I'll put it in there. Like, oh. Yeah. But that was a it Vince was, added that it, little it gem. fits. It just fits. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. It's it, I used to say in years past that I was from Mars. Right, right, right. Um, I mean because you were. I am from Mars. But uh but yeah, the Antarctica uh the Antarctic angle uh is is uh very good. Well you got to clear your mind. Because it's it's full of venting. Exactly, it's full of penguins. Yeah, and uh, it it's my fortress of solitude. Nice. Is it like underground, under ice? It's well, everything's under ice. Steve, we have to uh, we have to take this uh, podcast into an uh, an infomercial. I think. Yeah, let's go. What do you need? We need, to, we need to, just straight we need to, up. Yeah, we'll just do a live total retinas ad. <laughs> Come on, eh? it's like, it's like a radio spot. Yeah. I mean, basically, yeah. So right now, um, yeah, let me just give you a little update on on the the total radness scene here. Um, I am doing the Goofy Foot mod controllers, you know, modding them for everybody. Um, yeah, it does take me a little bit, but uh, I've got a good system going on now. So I'm I do them in big batches now, or batch of like ten or twelve. Mm -hmm. Um, I got a batch going out next week, but now I'm starting to offer um, uh, like a mod kit. So if you're uh, good at, decent at soldering, you can make your own. Yeah. So you don't have to wait for me to get off my butt and get it going. Yeah, I'm an electrician too, so I got yeah, you know, and I'm a dad, and I. No, you know. you're not just a dad. You're Delph. Delph. You have been given that honor. Through the community. Oh, okay. You were the yeah. I'm a Dilf too. Get it? Two Dilfs. Yeah. Are you in the tournament? Oh, of course I am. I'm I'm the youngest Dilf in this tournament. <laughs> Heck yeah. <laughs> I was a typical Dilf. I was late to the party. Of course. Yeah. I was like, hey, what do I do <laughs> I to sign up? Kid like, Little League practice. Oh, you can't be in it. You're late. I'm like, well, I already won then. Yeah. Sucker. But I would say you uh you were the uh the the DILF oh, okay. in the community. Well, nice. Yeah. You, have, you you should have a DILF crown or something. Yeah. You are the king. King DILF. King. king. Well, anyways, yeah. Uh, and But I can't even get my daughter to help out. So I'm still behind on stuff. Yeah. But uh, yeah, we got a TWO gear. Um, I do have um, an NES cartridge that uh, is a full album. Uh, I put out a... Um, a chiptune uh, compilation album uh, through my friends uh Swedish Columbia yeah. uh, uh cool homies out in in uh Sweden/ Columbia. Uh, Columbia 
well, the Columbia <laughs> is the District Columbia out of Washington, so it's also like, not the South. It's Washington. No, no, Washington D.C. slash. So it's got the you know some punk rock roots to it. Anyways, um, I put that out on NES cartridge, so it's one of the first albums, uh, like full length album that plays full audio through your Nintendo and out your TV. That's amazing. It's it's kind of like a funny niche thing. Has it eight bit sounds? No, it you actually. It comes with a, a little, um, like a little module you plug into the bottom of your Nintendo, the expansion port, and it unlocks. There's um, on the uh, the American Nintendo, and I'm, I'm, maybe the PAL too. I'm not 100 percent sure. Yeah. But there's an audio channel in there that's not that's not unlocked. It's it's a Famicom sample channel. Yeah. And so you put you put this adapter that comes with my game. You put that in there, and it unlocks that channel. And my game plays well. It's it's basically an MP3 player built onto the circuit board, and it plays the audio through that sample channel, and then out your TV. Oh, that's cool. And then it has like it has like a menu and some stuff you can you know do while you jam the album. Wow. But I got that coming out pretty soon, and then I'm also working on. Uh, a new Nintendo game. Uh, actually, a couple I've got like in the works. For the, for the NES. Uh, it's, it's, yeah, for the NES. One of them's uh, uh, I'm partnering with my, my homie Aaron Jaws Hamoke. So, you know, that one's going to be radical for sure. Skateboarding game? I can't say. Not at liberty to say. It's going to be good though. <laughs> too bad. Too bad. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, I'm all, I'm all about just, you know, Keeping it fresh and you know, keeping it fun. How hard was it to try to sell the goofy food controllers to the audience? Um, well, so I did a Kickstarter originally to to get the whole controller like you know fabricated and everything with the plastic shells. And I, I raised like six grand, but it was gonna be like fifteen grand to even get like the plastic molding and stuff all done. So that kind of failed. But then I came up with the idea of doing like the mod kit, yeah. um, you know, modding it yourself, and then ran a second second um, Kickstarter. Um, and during that time, like I got picked up on Gizmodo and a couple other online, um, um, you know, articles about you know this dude that's trying to change up, yeah, you know, the NES and stuff. So I kind of got some funny hype out there. But at the beginning, everybody hated it. They were just like some people would touch it and then like throw it like it was like yeah. ah, i yeah. can't touch this it was kryptonite yeah they're like why would you try it why i and it's not broken man and i'm just like well you you don't get it like it's not for you then and uh you know like slowly like um barrett uh you know picked up on it and he came from the emulation world so he saw he saw a keyboard in it you know if you put it down yeah. on the table it was like he was playing on a keyboard yeah. um and then friday witch was all about it so like those two like gave me some encouragement and then uh my my buddy uh christian Dietering, who runs the let's play gaming expo he was like all about it and like he was like let me get 10 of them i want to do a tournament and like really got me like hyped to get it going and so that's kind of why I got locked into the um, um, that that uh, the Southern qualifier because he held yeah. it and uh, and so I was going that the second year I went there I was like well let me help your Tetris tournament and I'll do a goofy foot thing at the same time it'll be cool 
Um, but it was just like the encouragement from like a couple people to kind of like to like see through like the negative comments, which there was a lot yeah. of, and a lot of like people wanting me to explain it, you know, like why? And I'm like, I don't, I don't really care to explain. Yeah, it's just, just a troller. Yeah, I'm just like trying to, I'm just trying to like make something different. And if somebody, I wasn't even like planning on making any. I just wanted it was to like, like you were like breaking controllers. Like you were just changing. Yeah, and I yeah, and I just wanted to like make it for myself to be like the best Tetris player in the world, which obviously didn't happen. Yeah. But then like the encouragement from the dudes here, and you know, from like a stupid YouTube video I put out, which nobody really even watched, but like enough people sent like positive vibes where I was like, let me try yeah. this, you know. And, and, you know, th through the year, I mean, this was like 2016 when I started my um, my first Kickstarter. So, like, every year at CTWC, it got a little better and a little better. Um, like, 18, it, it was a, I did, like, a little tournament. Uh, Vince let me hold, like, a little tournament. And, uh, like, the finals was Green Tea versus SQR. And SQR won out. And, like, that was... It was just fun to like see them like like this is some let's let's just mess with our brains yeah, enough and struggle. try this yeah. you know and and just to see like the excitement level um you know it just kept me encouraged and slowly people started picking it up and but now everybody used this thing yeah and then now. yeah it just kind of became like game scout you know did a video about cheese and you know and cheese playing you know cheese has really kicked 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 the excitement up but he even he, you know he's he's such a funny you know rad dude he's just like uh like i tried to get him like a walter day trading card and he was just like no it's not for me and i'm just like dude if i was a kid i'd be like yes i want my own trading card but he's just like I'm not even gonna put like a picture of me or nothing. He doesn't even like, yeah, you know, like he doesn't. He doesn't. He sounds like a young. He kid. doesn't boast too much. He doesn't boast that it's goofy <laughs> foot controller. He's just like, yeah, it is cool, whatever, you yeah. know. So like, even just that little bit of like noise is really like, yeah, it's expanding. amped up. You know, people coming to my website and checking me out. How did you find out that that cheese was? was breaking records using the new rolling technique while on your controller. Well, uh, you know, Barrett is uh, totally been like, you know, he's like goof troop number one. And he, he really, um, you know, he sends me a lot of updates, you know, Ian, you know, is always crushing it. Um, uh, Noel, he was a big player, you know, that came into the scene, like got me really hyped, uh, you know, so, and, and it's always been like Barrett kind of like waving the flag and, and, you know, I'm not, you know, I, I wish I lurked a lot more than I did on Twitch, but, um, you know, Barrett will send me videos and be like, dude, check this out. Like, yeah. yeah. Or you need to update your website, like new world record, dude, Jays. I need to yeah. get on the website. So, I do too. <laughs> <laughs> Still waiting for my P2P uh, you know, page. Oh hell yeah! Let's get it. Did you saw that that sales were were going up after after Scout uh, posted a video of of that cheese was using the the Google food control and people wanted to find out? I mean, yeah, I was so I I was getting so I would I would say may, maybe like 
one or two controllers every month, you know? So it was like enough where I could be slacking and like, uh, yeah. And then all of a sudden it was like, yeah, like five orders in one day. And I was like, what, what's going on? Like something broke. <laughs> like did it, maybe I like, I did the price wrong and like <laughs> everyone discovered yeah. it was like $5. Yeah. And, oh shoot. You know? And I, and I suck about like keeping up on my shipping charge. So like, I'll like go to ship stuff and be like, Dang, I'm paying like five bucks extra <laughs> shipping to like wherever, you know, like uh, Japan or whatever. But anyways, like, I, you know, um, yeah, it's definitely, you know, turned it up uh, where I got to start making them, you know, once a week now. Nice. That's amazing. Yeah. And it's, you know, it's a cool, it's a cool community to see grow, you know, on its own and without really me you know, being all up in everyone's face about yeah. it. You know, honestly, I'll I'll be in chat and people don't realize I'm the dude that made the goofy foot. And somebody will say like, oh, that's Steve. He, he's the one that did the goofy foot. And they'll be like, oh, okay, cool. Yeah. Total red. Is that what you want that people don't know that you made it? Yeah, I, I you know, yeah, I, you don't need the, the title and the fame. If fame you know, the I credits. like being... I like yeah, you being, don't yeah, I like being me, and I know I'm like the the kind of like crazy thinker of this whole crew, and that's just part of it. You know, the goofy foot's a weird thing, and yeah, I'm just that weird guy. Yeah, if you if you wanted the credit for it for it, you would have named it like the Deluca. Yeah, exactly. Like, yeah. yeah, exactly. You know, How did you, you come up with the goofy right. foot with with the goofy foot name? Well, you know, um, having to do with, you know, skateboarding and surfing, you know, I, I, we grew up in Southern California and live in Long Beach. And, um, yeah, I used to skate with his brother and I think your brother skates Goofy Foot. I could be totally wrong, but it's just always kind of been known that like Goofy Foot is, uh, the way, uh, you, you control the board, the direction of the board, whether it's your surfboard or your skateboard with your right foot, yeah. it's your leading foot. And so it just fell. I didn't, I didn't like people calling it like a left-handed controller and which I first, like I called it the lefty when I first made it. Yeah. And then I was like, it's not left-handed because it's the right hand. Yeah. That's my whole focus was to get the D pad on the right hand. So I was just like, goofy foot makes so much more sense because a left-handed player, like, uh, you know, Tony Hawk, uh, you know, I got, I happened to meet Tony Hawk through, um, you know, through Tetris and, and, and Vince. And I asked him, I was like, you're right-handed, right? Cause he's a goofy foot skater mm -hmm. and yeah, he's a right-handed dude, but skates goofy foot. So I always kind of like, it's not whether you're light right-handed or left-handed. It's just whether you're goofy foot or not goofy foot. Yeah, yeah. And, dominant hand is right. And it, you know, like I, I could have called it like goofy thumb or something, but I was just like, I'm just gonna go with it, goofy foot. And also because in Skater Die, there's a goofy foot setting. Um, you can choose on a couple of the downhill races. Oh, and which throws and which flips your your D pad. Oh, it flips cool. the left and the right. Oh, that's, that's right. Cool. So I, 
that that being an, uh, you know another major reason why I called it that too. I always thought it was a, that it really was a controller that you needed to press with your feet instead of. No, oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> There's your next invention. Yeah, right yeah. There, yeah. I'm trying to, I'm working out um, doing like a MIDI foot controller for the stream so I can change like camera views and stuff with like a foot, like while I'm playing the oh, shredder, I can have like a, like a foot. Yeah, nice. yeah. Like a stream deck, but then on the floor. Yeah, exactly. But yeah, big buttons. I don't have to like get my toe and try to like touch a button. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think of uh, the scene right now that it's mostly dominated by teenagers and that the the older man like like us i'm sorry um really can't can't keep up to play is it is it something that bothers you is it something that uh takes the fun out of it i it doesn't bother me at all no, nothing in this community bothers me um it's all beautiful man yeah hey it's beautiful uh but no it doesn't bother me i i you know it, this what what happened in Tetris whenever Joseph came in? That happens in every athletic, you know, uh, venue. It right. happens in basketball, whatever. It's you have a set number of years, and then the younger generation's going to come, and you're going to die. Basketball players, what they have like a fifteen year career. Right, they're not the best player for fifteen years. You know, it's like. You get to a certain point, and then young people come in, and then you whatever. Right. Yeah. You're you're filtered out. So it's not disheartening in any way. It's just that was we had probably a good. I'm saying we as uh, one of the older players, we had a good eight years. Yeah. That we had a chance. Mm -hmm. Now Jonas kicked the living crap out of us for eight years, but it was like okay, this is it. Right. Once. Joseph showed up, we all looked at each other, like me, Jonas, Buko, everybody, and we were like, this is about to change. Like, immediately. We're like, when he won, we're like, this is, we're going to be obsolete in right. a couple years. And, uh, and it came a lot quicker uh, than a couple years. But uh, Well, and I, I always, like, Jonas always kind of gave the vibe out where he, like, felt obligated to change the script, I feel like. Mm -hmm. Like, he was just such a dominant player at some point, he would just have to retire yeah. and, like, let somebody else take it for yeah. once. He always just wanted to be the announcer. Right, right, yeah. He wanted to be like, oh, I'll go behind the booth. You guys right, play. when I did my SoCal uh, qualifier or whatever it was called, he was just like, I don't want to play. Let me commentate. I'm yeah. like, let's go, dude. Yeah. Uh, yeah. He did it with Heather, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, like... He, he definitely, it, it was definitely on that track where it was like, okay, like, he, he, the goat's the goat, and he's really has, like, the hand in the way this is gonna, could go. Yeah, yeah. But, and he doesn't need to be playing. Right, yeah. right. But then, like, all, right, then all of a sudden, uh, Joseph showed up, and he didn't have his hand on on the way it was happening anymore. Yeah. It, it was, was taken uh, from. Right. It was yeah. taken. And and not so much uh Joseph took it from him. Like the community took it from him. Yeah. And now the community is just like, we we love this enough and we see so many ways to make this better. Yeah. And in 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 so many ways they've amplified 
the classic Tetris everything a thousand times full. Yeah. Well, and and that's probably the biggest positive to all the young people being the best players is that they can take it in directions that us old people would never have thought to do. Right. Yeah. Like, so before, before Joseph came into the scene, it was basically the same, I don't know, 50 or 60 people competing in this thing every year. And it was really small. And nobody had the thought of, hey, we should like advertise this somewhere else. Or we should have a different turn. We should have a, another tournament throughout the year. That was never a thing. It was basically the same 50 guys got into one room and hung out and then that for a weekend and that was it once a year none of us had yeah yeah none of us had thoughts of eh, this this could be kind of big oh or we could do this so the having the kids be good and take over it's great because like steve said it's expanding it's there's way more qualifying tournaments there's way more hype to stuff there's all these leagues you guys were talking about on twitch now i mean like are you like would you imagine if like me and Terry Purcell and Chris Brady were like, hey, we should make this kind of big. Yeah. Like, not one time would any of us from back then being like, hey, yeah, we should, like, you know, kind of, like, do it outside of Portland. Yeah. Well, I mean, dude, it took a bonehead like me that didn't even know how, like, it was still terrible to be like, hey, Jonas, can we show up at your bar? You have all these picnic oh, yeah. tables. Why can't I just bring some TVs and Nintendos and we have a party? Yeah. You know, like, that never happened. Yeah, yeah. that never that, that never happened. You guys were always talking about going to his. I went to his bar a few times, but yeah, an actual. I went there once, event. and it was just like we need a party. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So I, I, well, that's a very long-winded answer to. Uh, I, I genuinely enjoy where the scene is going, and I, I like, uh, I like that a bunch of teenagers, for whatever reason are playing a game that's 30 years old. I think that's kind of weird. I think it's it's fun. Yeah. Because, I mean... It speaks for the longevity of the whole thing. Or how, yeah, and how... Just how perfect a game Tetris is. Right. That it's just a six-year-old can play it and a 60-year-old can play it. I mean, it, it kind of brings it all back to... People have always said that, like, soon as, like, Hyper Tapper showed up, everybody was saying, like, it was just dead. The yeah. Tetris was dead. Yeah. They've like reached the limit. And like for the last like three years, like it's always been like, it's dead. But like in some other, like since like it's hit its peak. Yeah. It's it now. Better. Yeah. Yeah. And then, and then just dudes keep showing up and going like, yeah. 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 And it's just like, you're ruining it by like saying it's, it's exhausted. Like just enjoy it, man. Like, because I still don't think it's done. I still think people out there will show up and and blow our minds. And 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 like, who would have thought of rolling? You know, yeah. what if there's something else next we don't even know? Like, well, there's going to be. Yeah, people will be gonna... swinging their controllers around and like, dang, have you seen the lasso now? <laughs> it's blowing my mind. Yeah. They do the lasso, and it's like <laughs> I always wanted to do it on the. On the power pad. Oh, power pad. Like, just, you know, on my feet. Yeah. <laughs> like that. And see if it works. Arcade Zapper. style. But, uh, yeah. 
Yeah, I wanted to look like Dance Dance Revolution. <laughs> Some people are saying now that with rolling and getting those high scores and obliterating a kill screen and all that, that that Tetris is once again a dead game. I've said I have. I said love that. those guys. I wanna I wanna personally hang out with those people. Yeah, and just be like, man, it's like when when their favorite TV show ends, like they're contemplating suicide. Like, dang, life is over. Yeah. Friends is done. Yeah. You know, it's like, man. Just there's something else. Yeah, it's something yeah. else, man. You don't have to like identify anything here. I I will say this because I have said in the past when these kids came in and were just crushing, like every game they were crushing. I said it's boring. That was the word that I always used. Was it's boring to see the same strategy every single time from right. every single player. That's what I have a problem with, is everyone has taken the game of Tetris, which is the most individualistic game. It's you play it right. however you want to play exactly. it. And they've taken it and made it very cookie cutter and very, this is the way. Right. Because we're trying to get the highest possible score every single game, and this is the most effective way to do it. And I think... That takes a lot of the fun out of me watching these people play. I like that they're able to score like 1.2 million or right. whatever, you know? But to me, I wouldn't sit there and watch these guys. Having two of those people play against each other, I go, whoa, those pieces are moving really fast. Okay, what's on next? You're right. But because in, 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 in the same vein, what you're saying, I feel like... Like that's kind of how it's been rolling. Like people have been playing really safe and getting these awesome con- scores, but then all of a sudden Cheese shows up and he kind of show like throws a little punk rock attitude out to it, and he kind of plays not like so safe all the time. Yeah. Well, that's what's what given him this edge of these insane scores. I can play three courts, so I can be a band. Yeah. So yeah. <laughs> exactly. So did you know that uh, I could play three chords, Frank? I'm but, trying to make a band, and I. But there, there are bands that like th- these three chords cut through, and all of a sudden, yeah. yeah hey, like, suddenly, your song is the huge yeah. band of all time. <laughs> but I, I, I feel like if somebody could take your playing strategy, on like their with their insane skill level, yeah, you know, and and be able to do it consistently, yeah. like that's gonna be the best player. Somebody that can do that chaotic well, where just wherever it goes. Yeah, and that that was always my issue with, uh, I guess, since day one of this thing, when people would ask me, "Why do you play like that? Why do you just put the well anywhere? Like, why do you do that?" And I was like, "Well, that's just how I. That's how I think. That's how I right. play." You know, and even back, you know, in the first couple of years of this thing, everyone was like, "Oh, well, stack it and go to the right." Like, that's always been how people have perceived that's the best way to play. Mm -hmm. Or it's, I've never thought that. I've just put it wherever. Who cares? But, uh, yeah, if there was a guy that could put it anywhere. Or a lady. Or a lady, yeah. I I mean, I'm from California. Or a guy means anything. Or any any kind of person. Yeah. Yeah, uh, uh, some sort of anamorph hybrid. I don't know. Whatever it takes. Be the best. Um, But, yeah, that's, so, yeah, to... To answer your question, just yeah. throw you off. Like yeah, uh, any person. I'm just now thinking of a half walrus, <laughs> half man playing Tetris and just crushing people, playing with his tusk. But yeah, I I feel like the most 
the most punk rock. Like, there's gonna be like a like if you look at like movies and like the way there's always like that you know, wild thing like shows up they're they're crazy but they're like able to throw like a hundred and ten mile hour pitch yeah, yeah. you know they're like who is this person yeah what are they doing they're doing it all wrong but it's working so right yeah I mean look at uh, you know and speaking of ways of like musicians like Keith Moon from the Who is like one of the greatest drummers of all time and every drummer will say. He did everything so wrong, yeah. But he did it like his own way, and it was like it worked. Yeah, and it's yeah, mind blowing stuff, you know. Yeah, but yes. So I'm all for the kids uh, taking over because you know I as long as they have the tournament in Portland, as long as that's a thing, I will continue to play in it. And I realize now that I'm gonna probably not qualify like it, it just the way the trend is going with how good these people are getting i probably have about three or four years before i don't even make the top 64 and then that's when i'll hang it up so i'm really like cherishing these years because i'm like it's not gonna last that much longer there's gonna be there's gonna be a, a year where me buko harry Ben Mullen, the OGs. Right. Are, none of us are going to make right, it. Right, And that's when... Ben didn't make it last year. Like, yeah. Like, yeah. the silver bracket will really be the color of all your hairs. Basically, it'll yeah. be the senior tour. <laughs> yeah, totally. Yeah, yeah, a bunch of old say, guys yeah. complaining. The silver bracket last year was basically a, 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 a death festival and a, a festival full of veteran players. You know, it was fun, too. I, had... I loved the tournament. Yeah, it was awesome. I didn't, I didn't see. Yeah, it. yeah, you're. Yeah. I was in the gold bracket. Whatever, no big deal. You know, not a lot of brag, but I was in act, the actual tournament. You know. What do we think? What CTWC twenty twenty one will bring? As in, what will the cutoff score be? Do you know what the cutoff score was last nine nineteen uh, tournament? Nine nineteen. Yeah, oh, shit, I might be out of this tournament next year. It's gotta be. It's gonna be maxed out. I'm sure. You think this year? I yeah. I would say. Not this upcoming tournament, but 2022. I think that'll be where you have to max to get right. in. I, I think eventually they're going to make that a rule. They're going to make you have to max in yeah. order to make bracket. Right. They just won't take anybody less. With the with the South Carolina so qualifier, funny. if they they now went for top 12, but if they took the top 8, 970 was the cutoff score for the top 8. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> just for the top. In, in South Carolina. Yeah. Jeez. Wow. Wow. So, yeah. They say, so I got to start playing again. <laughs> I play matches and uh, and all that. Yeah, I got to I got to get more competitive. But do you think you can just by practicing go into into CTWC mode or do you need competition to to get in that mode? No, no. I I've, I've uh, you know, every year that I've quote unquote prepared for these tournaments, it's just me sitting in a room by myself. I I don't need the you know, I don't need to play somebody in order to get in that mindset. The mindset that I put myself in is sit down. There's two weeks before Portland. Just sit there and play and don't do anything else. Yeah, I, don't, like, I don't need another person there. I just need to get the rhythm down. And 2015, you, know, you didn't play for a long time. I didn't. Right? I, I took months off. Jonas played um, every, a month back. before every world championship in the early days. Yeah. Yeah. That's what he would say. But uh, I I could pretty much guarantee you that's not true. I mean I I knew Joe. We lived you know fifteen minutes away from each other. I I can 
dispel that myth pretty easily. <laughs> he was playing a lot more than he wanted people to know. Jonas was the, the first guy that when I was causing a ruckus by not videotaping my games, he was the first guy that came up to me and was like, like good. Like don't don't do it. Right. He he got it. He understood like Jonas never posted anything. Right. Because he never wanted people to see him play. He wanted to just show up to the tournament and be like, you have no idea what you're getting into. Yeah. yeah. And and that's what and so he understood, like, I get it. You want to show up as a name, but not as like a player. Well, yeah, and well that's what made it so exciting too, because what He'd do like those long bar spins, yeah, and everybody would just be like, "Whoa, what, what? Yeah, yeah. I can't rewind it. <laughs> I gotta like." Yeah. You, then you try to remember, like, "Okay, I gotta remember." Like it was game two when he played this person. I gotta remember to watch back for this crazy move, yeah. you know, like. And you'd have to wait months before they posted the video up to like go back and like try to find that move yeah. that he did yeah. that you know that you were just like, "What was that?" Yeah. It was cool. But then, like, on the same sense, like, Twitch really brought, like, the level of encouragement to everybody. And everybody's, like, a, a million times better. Yeah. Just, yeah. just it, for giving them an excuse to play. I think the pandemic helped. For sure. But even before that, like, 2019 was, like, the first year where people had, like, Twitch followers showing up to the tournament. Yeah, because you know, uh, I don't think we weren't. That's when we got the microphone was in 2019. Yeah, so we weren't. We streamed like right after that first that in real life tournament. Yeah, but Jonas was already streaming, and he had like his crew, and there was a couple other people that like I think Sharky was streaming. You know, so there's like there was always there was it was already like in effect during 2019 and yeah. you could already feel scale but it, it was there but but yeah but you could feel like it it brought heat already yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah and then that's why i think 2022 in real life nobody even knows what's going to happen because yeah twitch hasn't been like a hundred percent of everybody's playing field you know since the the last in in real life, yeah, nineteen, yes, yeah, and 19. it's different playing playing in front of an audience than than playing on the couch, yeah. right? But people are bringing a skill that's never been to Portland True. before. Like the players that are coming are going to be so insane, and then you're adding that in real life. So yeah, yeah. it's that'll be there'll be some good cracks like yeah oh it's it, yeah. it's gonna get wild Portland better make uh, ctwc the uh, the main attraction for the retro gaming expo like the yeah main that, would, attraction. that would be pretty sick you yeah usually they just stuff yeah. us in a corner well or a room. you know at the you know i don't even know if i'm at liberty to say anything but when we were helping um pack everything up um, you know, Vince and I were, were talking with the the uh, the organizers, and they definitely were like, you know, we see a problem. Your qualifying line, like, took it, it basically made a line in front of their entrance. Like, people couldn't even get into yeah. the the the, the, the convention yeah. because they had to like, excuse me, you know, like yeah. it was like a fire hazard. So they were like, okay, we know it's got to go different. And uh, the convention center has like this huge um, ballroom upstairs from from where they have the expo. 
and 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 like that that's where i see it needing to be as in this ballroom because it has like a little stage already set up and it's set up in kind of like a you know like really good for an audience setup too where it's like fanned out you're not just in this narrow hallway where you're gonna it's only like 10 people wide like you can really fan it out and it would give even give people the room to have like tables set up so if like sharky wanted to have his own little table you know selling some sharky t-shirts or something like they would have room to like have like an autograph table and things inside of the like room full it's like floor it's that full big any aesthetic stuff exactly yeah. exactly and like that i mean that's where it needs to be i feel minimum at this point is yeah. there ever a chance you think that ctwc will leave the portland retro gaming expo and go what you see with uh the, the major triple a games and sell out a small arena anywhere and it'll have like 5,000 fans watching Tetris. And that's be the world championship. I mean, I, I know the, the relate, you know, this is me just speaking for Vince and, and Adam and all of them, and, or maybe me speaking as an observer, but I know Portland's always been really good to them. And, um, you know, they, they store all the TVs for them and, you know, they're just, just good people. So I, I definitely don't ever see like, unless portland just stops happening altogether i don't see them ever like you know severing their ties with portland but in in the same sense like if there was like a tournament style where we said it became you know this huge event you know it it, it could outgrow their that situation and, and maybe you you know convention centers are funny where you know, there are a bunch of halls and you have to rent them yeah. out. And sometimes like last year where it was earlier, or it was going to be earlier and they didn't even have it. Right. Yeah. Um, they, they accidentally overbooked it and Portland was going to have to move like two months earlier in the summertime. Yeah. So like scheduling just happens. And, you know, I, I definitely could see maybe one year where like, oh, we didn't get the space for you guys. I don't know. And, and Vince would have to, you know, like, I would say in five years' time, I could see this thing. If you put it, and I'm not saying Portland is a is not a destination right. for people. There would definitely it, be some. It should be because Portland's a great city. But if you were to put this tournament in in five years, let's say the people playing and the fans, it just keeps expanding. If you put this thing in Las Vegas, I was going to say that's my yeah. spot. If you, if you put the World Championship in Las Vegas, you could sell out a arena. small. Let's go arena. Yeah, mm. yeah, yeah. Or the like that's huge. Yes. But like, if you were to put it in the in the UNLV auditorium, or any right. theater that, in that, in in the casinos or something like that. Yeah, they have, ball, they have huge ballrooms yeah. too. Yeah, but you could have a spot where five thousand people could fit. I think Vegas would be. I I, I don't think one person would complain it would, it right. would if you were fit. like, "Hey, we're moving it, it from fit Portland to game. Vegas." Right, it would fit the game. Right. Yeah. Then you can start gambling on it. <laughs> Imagine going to the, the sports book and you're like, I got Jonas by six and a half lines. I'll take the over. Yeah. Dude, I mean, they they do like polls and stuff now, like through Twitch on who's going to win. But I've always been said, like, 
it that's when Tetris is gonna take off is when people can start making bets on it. Yeah. And it and that's when the whole world will notice. Not just our our crew and you know and we're who we're bleeding into. It'll be like a full blown the world is now noticing. Once you can make money off something, it's gonna blow up. Yeah. And it's perfectly set up for for betting. Yeah, it's just somebody needs to set up a way to do it and a way to come to me, baby. I'll be the Tetris bookie. I'll well, stop playing. I'll start taking money. Start go for. I, I'm I'm sure there's like websites you could set up, like Unibet or something like that. Yeah, or, 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 or yeah, yeah, I don't even know. See, I don't, I'm not in the sports world, and and like I'm allergic to betting. It, it like hurts my soul. Yeah. Like every nickel I put in is like and that was a candy bar, or you know, like I'm just candy bar fifty years ago. Yeah, well, you know, I'm, dude, I'm that I'm, could have been a boom pie. I was born in nineteen eighty. Yeah, I was almost in the seventies, bro. Almost. But anyways, uh, yeah, like I don't know how the gambling thing works. I just know that's when classic Tetris will go global. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know if you can bet on on a sport where the majority is underage. I don't know. I don't know how it works. I don't know how it works. Either. I have Finn's on the next show, so I can I can ask him. Uh, maybe he knows what what the re- regulations are for for betting on on it. Yeah. Oh, Vince is gonna be on your yes. next show. Yes. I'm gonna have to call in. <laughs> I, I'm I'm ready for some classic bumps. Yeah. And then Spotify on uh, in September. Yes, he's awesome. Svavart, he's the best time. He's such a good time in Portland. I was, okay, quick Svavart story. He had not shown up to any of these tournaments, but he was playing like online and people knew who he was. Oh, this guy's pretty good. And then he showed up to Portland and I hadn't met him. And I think it was Vince. Vince or Ben or somebody came up to me and was like, that Svavar guy, he's straight up European you. Yeah. And I was like, what? And they go, just go talk to him. He's European you. And I go, I go, all right, whatever. So I go and talk to him. And within 30 seconds in my head, I go, oh my God, this is my twin. <laughs> he's this, so this, this dude is me. He just like, it's like super goofy. Yeah. And like, it's great. But then, but then he has the best death stare when yeah, he's playing totally straight up i need to feel his pulse <laughs> when he's playing because it, it is like someone just took a pic it's not even video it's just a picture yeah of a, of a serial killer uh, mugshot every time he plays but next yeah, time he needs to play guy. with a heart rate or something like that let's see if the if the heartbeat yeah. goes up I, and down I, i've never seen the man breathe i'm just putting that out there Woo. i think he might be a replicant <laughs> I'll find out in the in a month or two, uh, a month and a half. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Report back. To I me. will. Oh, that's <laughs> great. Hey, my final question for uh, for you, uh, you two, will be: what uh, What do you think you will do in the future? Like you said, you you think you have two, three years that you can qualify for the main bracket, the CTWC, and then you you're hanging up the controller, or are you going to keep playing, or what are you want to do? Do you want to do more both behind the scene and help the scene grow? I don't envision a time where I ever stop playing. Uh, I might stop playing competitively, but yeah, like I'll I'll always be playing some version of Tetris. But um, yeah, like I said, I I I think my my time is up almost in uh, not qualifying for the for the tournament. So 
Um, whenever that day comes, I will figure out my next step. I, I don't know what it is, but um, I know I'll say this right now. I will you will never catch me playing in that silver tournament ever. What? I don't, I don't play that JV stuff, dude. You either play for the gold and you <laughs> go for the crown. I'm not playing. It's like a, a college basketball. You got the NCAA tournament. That's the big one. Everyone watches. Oh, hey, yeah, we got the NIT tournament at the same time. Who cares? Yeah. yeah, junior college swimming? No, I'm not watching that. I'm going for the gold, yeah. bro. I'm going for the... T- so, yeah, you'll never... The day that I don't make the actual tournament. So you're not fizzing out. You're just going to turn off. It, oh, it's going to be done. <laughs> and you know what's going to be great is the the time that I don't make the tournament will be in person. It'll literally be right. like you're going to see it live, being like, "I'm all right. Then you'll have Terrible. a whole day. Just to rage. Yeah, it's just fine, dude. But uh, yeah, I, I mean, I would like to uh, commentate. I think everyone's afraid of me behind a microphone, and that's why it hasn't really happened. I got to two and a half hours with you, so it's fine. Yeah, yeah, that's what. No, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. You, you are the perfect judge. Inform the scene that I could actually uh, speak without talking about you know disgusting things and like I said. bad words. But yeah. Um, yeah, I'm the one that dropped the f bomb. Yeah, you're over here. Dang, like it's Steve a is the bad guy here. Yeah, I'm. I'm a, a for good, once. Nice for once, Sean is the is the good guy. <laughs> I, I yes, yeah. See, Sean is a nice person. Quaid's a Quaid dick. is an ale. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I would like to. I'd like to call more matches. I think I'd like to. Like I said, I I I always envisioned this thing being, like professional wrestling. And I think the the day that I'm not able to qualify is the day I go to Vince and be like, I can help you. Like I've never done Promotion. behind the scenes stuff. Yeah, I could I could be like, I can help you sick. do this. I can set up stuff if they are willing to want my yeah. help. But um, but uh, yeah, and and that's and then uh, I would like to uh, instead of a trophy. This is my this is my suggestion. Instead of a trophy for the winner, I want a championship yes. belt. Yeah, that would be sick. They, they yeah, need like, to show sick. it on every qualifying tournament they are and just walking out. Yeah, yeah. Like, hold yes. the belt up. Yeah. You know what? There. Why can't there be a trophy and a belt? Sure. Because everybody, you get to keep the trophy, but you got to pass the yeah. belt. Yeah, it's That's like the Stanley year. Cup. You know, like the Stanley Cup, you pass it to... Whoever yeah. wins the next year, you know, it's yeah. the same trophy. It's yeah, the team gets it for a year. I think there should be a legit Tetris championship belt. And I want formal introductions on the left sides. Yeah, yeah, that would be sick. That'd be dope. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. I'm yeah. about it. But, but where where do you see yourself in five years? Oh man, I mean, the I I just. I have so many ideas. I just don't have enough time to do anything, unfortunately. I mean, not anything, but I, I want to be on 100 because I have like so many rad ideas. Uh, first of all, I, I'm working. I have it all like the circuit all lined up, but um, I'm working on a new controller uh, named after Jonas. It's called the GOAT. And and basically the goofy foot controller, the A and B button, there's a switch where you can you know flip them depending on you know like how you want it to be A B or B A. So the goat, um, I want to do a D pad that you can switch any way you want. So 
Um, for like yeah. the dudes that hold their controllers like vertical, like they'll have the option of like turning the D-pad like you know one notch clockwise yeah. or you know whatever. Like you know two notches clockwise would be just a goofy foot. But I also like playing the shredder. I'm playing goofy foot inverted, so my up is actually down. So I would like to be able to switch that independently also. Yeah. So not only like rotating the D-pad clockwise or counterclockwise, you can also like invert the buttons as well. Like, like so that that's my idea, like my crazy idea I'm working on. And then, uh, uh, like I said, like you know me and Vince and Aaron and uh, and and Quaid here, and you know we all are you know brainstorming on uh, you know the TWO and how we can really you know, make that global and, you know, Vince works really hard on getting a lot of the stuff all over the world. You know, I want to be, you know, I want to help him a lot more on, on getting that going, you know, and basically working with Vince to create the TWO as basically like a support group to CTWC to allow them just to focus a hundred percent on, on one tournament and then just leave it to us to really, you know, build this giant thing. Yeah. You know, because, you know, everything's in, in support of, you know, the world championship. Yeah, I feel it's, it's yeah. true. It's, Everything goes back to CTWC. Right. And, you know, and, and Vince and Adam and Trey, you know, they, they work really hard. And, um, you know, for, for Trey and Adam, they have so much technical stuff going on for that weekend. It really physically, you know, it's not possible for them to do, you know, all these qualifiers. Yeah. Right. And like Vince is a madman, so he's ready to take on, you know, I'm just speaking for him, but, uh, he's ready to take on like all of these, you know, world events and, you know, I'm, I'm willing to help out and get these things going. Count to Bender looks in. Yeah, there's so many rad people out there, and you know, I, I want them to experience, you know, the what we have in in real life. Yeah, yeah, totally. Uh, I I have one suggestion for the entire community. Tell me, of Tetris. Tell us. Tell a hey, tell them listeners. I was gonna say viewers. Listeners. Thank God they're not seeing me. I didn't shower today, so I look horrible. I'm glad we're not using the, the footage. But uh, my it actually isn't my idea. My friend Alex, uh, who's a who's a fan, he's been to Portland. He um, he said, "Why isn't there a Tetris Hall of Fame?" Yes, and I was like, "Well, because that's stupid." And he goes, "No, it's not. There's a Hall of Fame for everything. Yeah. Why isn't there a Tetris Hall of Fame?" So my suggestion, once I would stop being a competitor, I would try to make like a Hall of not like a physical Hall of Fame. Right, like, we could induct people at the tournaments yeah oh like a wwe one exactly right. there you go see same thing well you know like um uh, uh, sorry just real quick recently um i you know i was talking with walter day who he's like the godfather of esports and you know google him if you don't know who he is but he um you know he's represented in wreck it ralph and everything but this guy he's got uh, this trading card uh, thing he does and vince has got a couple of trading cards and i have a couple of trading cards and, and recently 
Uh, Walter Day did a trading card for for Quaid and for Aaron and um, and like and Vince and I were talking and uh, you know just like it would be really cool to do like a trading. We were talking about doing like trading cards for all the players for like next year and having like a set every year. How cool that yeah, would be! Yeah, that would be cool. So like yeah, in that same sense, like. Yeah, the community needs to put together like these Hall of Fames. Yeah, and you know, I feel like just the first honor the yeah. old, you know the older players. Yeah, and you know, and like a call and to a call to all the 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 internet savvy you know dudes out there. Um, I, I know you guys are awesome, and I feel like the first way to do it and the easiest way to start it, just start making Wikipedia pages for like Jonas and and joseph and like go you know i'm a little ashamed you didn't say buco first well um, i mean we'll i thought I, I thought there was already a buco one that's why i didn't say oh, i was trying to go through my brain thing and you did people champ and it was my buco but yeah like all these characters real people need you know like if you google their name like a wikipedia page should yeah. show up yeah and then from there like that's where things like I feel like you're just juicing the wheel, you know. Like let's start getting things documented a little bit. Yeah. Like got to amp it up. Yeah. yeah, I mean, especially for a brother Jonas. Like, yeah, I mean that dude did some crazy stuff that, like, you know, like we're not even gonna know all the funny stories that you know he like. I know what real quick. One time, Red Bull like flew him out to do like a party. And like sponsored like some Red Bull party, and he showed up, and they gave him like a Nintendo that was like hooked to uh, like a regular TV, and he was like, "Oh shoot, there's like lag. How am I gonna like? Yeah. They're paying me to perform, and like he's you know he in the long run, I think he like you know practiced enough like during the time where he kind of like felt out the delay, but you know it's just funny stuff like that where like if you know these stories where if we don't document them now they'll they'll be lost. Yeah. lost yeah yeah so now that i've said that on the podcast go to wikipedia you you, you reference the pdp uh, <laughs> yeah. podcast season one season two se- episodes uh, season two episode one yeah joseph play episode 14 <laughs> overall in a, a red bull <laughs> we're the 40th episode 14 yeah 14th yeah. oh okay We'll be the 40th again. We'll be, be back for 40th. Sure. Yeah. Let's let's say it. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, I've they talk way too much. But... He's like, I might cut this one into 40th. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, exactly. No, it will be just one. No. Hey, Sean and, and uh, Steve Quaid and uh, Steve, thank you so much for being on the show. It was a uh, true pleasure to have you on. Oh, I mean, Thanks, that, we talk so much because we love we love it. We love you so much, and yes, yeah. you know, the, we like we so like many the rad peoples out there. Yeah, so th- thank you for having us. It was, it was fun. And with that all being said, this will be the end of the Peace Dependency Podcast. Thank you all for listening, and make sure you follow the podcast on Twitter, Instagram and Facebook. And don't forget to join the Tetris Friendly's Discord server and follow me on the socials at Sir Mason. For now, have a great Tetris month or what's left of it. And I will see you all in August. Bye-bye. The Peace Dependency Podcast was brought to you by Total Rad Ness. Shop your Goofy Food Controller, TWO merch and CTWC approved hardware on TotalRadNES.com. Ah.